I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Everybody looking at you crazy. Crazy. What you going to do? What you going to do? Lift up your head and keep moving or let the paranoia haunt you? Peace the fashion police. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Let the runway start. You know the miserable do love company. What do you want from me and my scars? Everybody lack confidence. Everybody lack confidence. How many times our potential was anonymous? Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And it's feedback time. So this is pretty much for all the people that know everything so mm-hmm. you should know where to find the show uh should know leave us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher we'll read them on the show regardless of content yes you should know the email address blackouttips at gmail.com you should know to leave three minute voicemails or less throughout the week and we'll play them on the show at 704-557-0186 and uh you know, of course, the website is theblackoutist.com. You should know all this because mm-hmm. you're here. And this is really for the real fans. We don't have, you know, like, this is always our lowest uh, listen to show of the week. Right. But it's always my favorite show to do. Correct. Honestly. Because we don't have to do no work. Y'all do all the work for well, us. Well, I do a lot of work on this well, show. Well, um, I don't do any work. I, I just <laughs> I just show up in the room and turn on the mic. Yeah, Karen doesn't have to do anywhere. I have to do a lot of work, but I actually enjoy hearing what you guys have to think about the show, what you have to say about what we've talked about, you know, how we how we came across, you know, what people yes. enjoyed. Um, it's always huge, you know, what resonated with the audience, what topics people want to hear us discuss, things like that, man. Mm-hmm. You know, not every show gets that shit. So anytime we do, um, I've never not been appreciative of it. You know, even the people that have said negative things about us but left us five stars as irritating as that fucking is at least they you know put something in on the show so we want to thank all y'all um and of course like every week we can't thank all of y'all without opening up you know the arms of the church and playing that song mm-hmm. choir play me in i dedicate this song to recession Depression and unemployment. This song's for you. Today's a new day. That's right. Hey. We have to thank everybody that donated to the show that paid their tithes. Yes. Linwood C. Thank you so much, Linwood. Sound like an old black man to me, so hopefully, you know, he can still continue to stay alive to give us more money. Yes, he's been fighting them civil rights for years, and so we we want to um, thank you for coming and visiting us mm-hmm. from the NAACP. I'll see you at the I- sit-in later at Woolworths, Linwood. <laughs> yes, I will. That's an old brother name. Yes, that is Gabriel L. Thank you so much, brother Gabriel. Oh, that's another that's another old man name. I, I hope you uh, make it to the Walking Dead. I don't know, you might not make it next the next half of the season. Yeah, his church got shut down, but he came here. Yeah, he did. Just don't bring the zombies with you. We don't <laughs> want none of them. <laughs> Ashley G, thank you for the one-time donation, Ashley G. She had said on Twitter she had been enjoying the show so much, and she appreciated a lot of the topics we were covering and stuff, so she had wanted to send us a donation. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you, sweetie. We thank you for supporting your local black community church. Mm-hmm. Cedric W., thank you so much, Ced. We appreciate your recurring donation. Yeah, we'll see you tapping your foot, brother. Mm-hmm. Having a good time. Crystal N., 
Is Crystal new? I can't remember. I don't, I don't remember that name. name. before. I feel like Crystal is new. I do, too. So welcome to the new members yeah, class. We have so many new people coming, y'all, so I'm sorry if we can't remember everybody. Yeah, but, you know, Crystal, we really do appreciate you, and uh, hopefully you get out of the new members class soon. Mm-hmm. And you can, uh, you know, come and worship and enjoy with the rest of us. Yeah, okay? you're free to join any board you want to. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you, Crystal. Chandra G., uh, ladies and gentlemen, make sure y'all pick up a fish plate from Chandra G. Mm-hmm. She's collecting money for the boys' choir, so make yes. sure y'all do that. And it's $5. She does not take credit or debit. Y'all know y'all need to have mm-hmm. cash. It's just fried fish. The bones are still in it. Mm-hmm. And a piece of bread. Piece of bread and your choice of hot sauce and mustard. Mm-hmm. That is how it comes. Mm-hmm. Make and, a fish sandwich if you want. And I think I think she said she bought slaw this week. I'm not sure, but you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you do have the luxury of slaw. That, that's about exactly. it. That's all your toppings, y'all. Mm-hmm. So, so- you... Mm-hmm. I'm about to say, so if you want that, uh, the, the fish, uh, like the flounder, she ain't got that today, y'all. She All got right. straight croaker. Got croaker in there. You better get you some croaker, boy. Y'all better get y'all some croaker yeah, now. Yeah, y'all know y'all like that croaker. Fresh hot, hot out the grease. Mm-hmm. Put some Texas feet on there. Uh, Tawana J, recurring donator. Thank you, Tawana J. Thank you, Tawana. At some point, I need to write down all the roles we've assigned these people because I forget every week. It's oh, all, it, it it's don't matter. Do. Some of y'all been two things, but you know what? Oh, oh yeah, we got some hard workers. Some people been mm-hmm. on multiple boards. We see you out there working hard. Kojo K. Now Thank I you know. for the one-time donation, Kojo. We I, appreciate you. I'm about to say, now, I know Kojo was new. I remember the Kojo. Well, he's visiting him from the San Diego chapter. Okay, okay, baby. You know. Okay, we, we thank you. We hope you have a safe trip here and a safe trip back home. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Nick Jim. Uh, also, Gerard L., recurring donator. Thank you, Gerard. We appreciate you. He coaches the Youth Basketball League. Oh, yeah, baby. Thank you. Well, you've been doing a real good job mm-hmm. uh, with our children. I know last year the season went too good. I don't think we won a game. But, you know, this year I think we won a few. I need you to watch it with all them texts you've been getting. Uh, don't, <laughs> can't, can't be cussing out the refs in front of the little kids. No, huh? you, can't, you, you can't, can't be doing that, you know. Calvin N. with the recurring donation. Thank you very much, Calvin N. Yes, Calvin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know what, Calvin? Um, I wanted to tell the congregation be sure to go to your McDonald's because mm-hmm. we know you've had that same McDonald's for the past 25 years. Work this way all the way up to the management team. Yes, yeah, so uh, everybody out there, go uh, see the uh, McDonald's out there on Wickerson Boulevard. That's the one he got. Go out there and support people in our community. Terry W., recurring donation. Thank you very much, Terry. Appreciate you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Nod your head. Damien Jackson. Ooh, I, I am for real. real. Thank you very much, Damien. We'll yes. get your current donation. Yes, sir. Latonia B. I think she might be new. I, I, I think that's new, too. Yeah, she's. I'm, let me check the records. Yeah, she's in a new members class, baby. Mm-hmm. I thank you for being in the uh, new members class. And I think um, somebody from the Usher board said that uh, they like your smile and stuff. So I, I think the Usher board got the eye on you, honey. Michael Irvin, the playmaker, thank you very much, uh, giving us that Cowboys money. Oh, yeah, we'll take that. Eric M., recurring donator, Bronco Pride. Yes, attitude check. Uh, and Matthew R., recurring donation. Thank you. It really you. is Christmas. We actually played the whole song. That's never happened before. Oh, shit. Go rewind. Oh, that was it. That was everybody. It was right on time. There you go. Yes, thank, thank you. y'all. I said, we ain't never got through the, y'all made, y'all made the choir sweat today. It's because we made up all them extra descriptions. <laughs> We put out some money today. Y'all got y'all money's worth on that one. Yes, we thank you, people. Now, you know, <laughs> the collections have been good lately, but it's Christmas time, and I need a new Cadillac. So yeah. I'm going to need y'all <laughs> to <laughs> just, just step your game up, people. Wouldn't that be fucked up? Yeah, that would be. 
you know the podcast is getting kind of light these days <laughs> you know i have the other day i was driving in my new lexus and i looked over to my left wow and a man had a brand new mercedes wow and they had heated seats and i looked at my Not seats, heated seats and i saw my seats had heat and he had the serious radio and i looked at my radio and i saw i had serious radio wow but then i looked over and i saw he had cooled seats cooled seats his seats can cool as well as heat and i looked at my level and it only goes to heat karen what and i looked at him i looked up in the air and i said lord Lord. why would you test me this way why you know my legs get sticky (laughs) in the summer sticky icky i don't like wearing shorts don't like them shorts. Feet get stuck. My, my legs get all stuck to the leather. Get my, stuck. My calves get hot. I have to turn my AC hot all calves. the way up. So I said, Lord, if you could just bless my congregation. Wow. To help me get a brand new Mercedes. Yes, Lord. And I could park it next to show your glory. I could park it next to the Lexus. Yes, sir. I could put it over there by the, the Acura Legend. <laughs> but only if. Only if if you if you deem it to be so. If it's in your will. You can't have me walking around looking worse than the drug dealers. Come on now. <laughs> I need some new shoes. I got be looking better than the drug dealers. So I need some new shoes. Get some fish in them. All right. Um, we have <laughs> we have five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Yes, sir. Um, and uh, as always, we read all the five star reviews uh, that you guys leave us. Hmm. Uh, so we got a lot this week. It looks like too. Woohoo! That's because Stitcher. I think people probably been post this, but Stitcher is really no, no, no. This iTunes. Is iTunes. Okay. I'm about. If I said Stitcher, slow, but uh, it's because we thank you for everybody with their iTunes reviews. And before you start reading it, if you want to leave a five star review on iTunes, go to any Apple device and go to your iTunes and type in the Blackout Who Tips. And up in the left hand corner, you see five stars, and below it, it'll say write a review. Click on it, leave us five stars, and write a review. If you do not have an Apple device, go to iTunes.com, create an account, and follow the instructions as uh, before. And we want to thank everybody for their five star reviews. And this is a way to support the show and to help the show that's absolutely positively free. This does not cost no money. We welcome everybody in our church regardless if you give donations or not mm-hmm. so thank y'all very much guys we do thank let's you let's talk about these reviews <clears throat> first up um man child 79 says stl appreciates this podcast five stars great podcast wow well, thank you very much man. thank you short Honestly. and sweet yeah and i'm assuming stl stands for st louis man i appreciate it man actually you know People been really emotional. We have talked about Ferguson a lot this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I I really do hate talking about that kind of shit. Ain't that the truth? I wish it would stop happening, but at the same time, I don't ever want to not talk about important issues like that. I don't want to have a show that avoids you know things that are important to us. Correct. So um, I definitely did want to talk about it, and I did want to still make our show funny and have humor with certain situations and stuff that we can but yeah you know it's been a very trying week i think for a lot of people with all these indictments and even in the wake of these indict uh, i mean non-indictments and in the wake of all these announcements i mean still got black people getting killed you know every yes, couple days do. uh this is good five stars from m hectic 
I do enjoy this podcast as it is consistently hilarious. I listen to it when I paint my paintings. Sometimes my laughter Fs up my brushwork in a good way. Thanks, Ryder Karen. Well, M. Hectic, uh, hopefully, you know, you can create a brand new style of brushing. They'll be like, the, you know, a brand new type of art where it's like, this is the, <laughs> la- this is laugh strokes. And, you know, this is, you can tell how happy M. Hectic was this week because there's a lot of laughs all over the place. See, <laughs> right. The, the the face of that person is doesn't is not really squiggly like that. That is that's a very good joke right there. Um, Karen called me out. That boy Rich Twenty Two says, <laughs> "I was listening to you re- your review show this past Saturday when Karen told us to stop being lazy and rate the show. Don't know why, but I felt singled out. <laughs> <laughs> Been listening for a while and decided to take Karen's advice. Love the show, guys. Keep up the good work." Hope to become a premium member in the future. Well, we hope you do too, man. Yes, thank you, sweetie. And it means a lot because we know a lot of people have been listening for a very long time. And I think a lot of people take reviews for granted or they feel like it's extra work or extra step that, you know, that they have to take on their half. You know, a lot of people just want to listen and that's it. And I completely understand that. But it doesn't take long. It doesn't have to be long and wordy. You know, it helps us in the rankings. It helps people notice us, you know, notice that there are uh podcasters and specifically black podcasters out there that are doing good and people do actually enjoy their shows exactly man and uh you know it helps move us up so that people can see us because it's going to recommend us mm-hmm. on stitcher we're in the top like 100 podcasts overall not just comedy you know that's a huge fucking deal and we've stayed there like mm-hmm. it's not like we were there for a week like it's because y'all spread the word because y'all leave reviews on stitcher um that we get recommended and the al- the algorithm does that now unfortunately it also might recommend to Tar- to Nasheed or whatever but but yeah for some reason we tired and don't know why yeah you can't control everything but uh i do think i do thank people for uh spreading the word um let's see uh love y'all for just another jane doe listener five stars of course wouldn't be reading any of these if they weren't so i I feel like your show should be called coping with white folks because you guys help me to laugh and not go insane at work p.s karen's accent is everything thank you sweetie thank you yep appreciate you uh appreciate you just another jane doe listener just another jane doe listener mm-hmm. we thank you sweetie i wish it was sunday uh like a good home cook like good home cooking from jen three two three five I wasn't a fan at first. That style is so different than the other 200 podcasts I listen to. I feel like I'm in their living room. We're all just chilling out. It took a few episodes, but consider me a fan. P.S. I also appreciate that Rod and Karen are not ratchet whatsoever. They are two grown folks talking about the world. Thank you. We've been accused of being ratchet. We've been accused of not being ratchet. Yeah, we've been accused of a little bit of everything. Yeah. As long as it's a compliment. I don't care. Yeah, we we understand that we we are very different, and you know we are an acquired taste. Like we tell people, we are an acquired taste, and everybody's not gonna uh, like the meal that we're cooking. But if you do eventually enjoy it, we thank you. Yeah, we definitely set out to make a show that wasn't like other shows. I don't want to do a show like other shows. Correct. Um, and I also I think it's why it's hard to copy us, and most people shows, um like you can like our show and many other shows and not feel like this big crossover gap of like oh they're just you know rod and them just gonna try to sound like twib or just try to sound like keith and the girl or just try to sound like no we're just being ourselves correct you know? uh, it's the one thing people can't can't copy 
Use your own game. Yeah, yeah you can copy the format. You can copy the everything, the music. You can copy every the equipment we have, mm-hmm. the 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 places we do our. You can do all that shit, and you're still not gonna be us, and we're never gonna be you. So we try to, you know, excel at having a conversation and having fun. You know. Yep. Uh, great, great, especially the Beyonce section. This is from Tamika Do- Dozier. Yes. <laughs> this show is great. They are, there are two hosts, but I stand for Karen and her spontaneous rants. They are the greatest. And if you are not listening, you need to get your life. Give it a try. You will not be disappointed. I hear that. Yes. Now I'm so glad that, uh, one thing I do love about this show, I, I've gotten to the conclusion that I know a lot of people don't like Beyonce, but a lot of people love Beyonce. And a lot of people let me know that they really enjoyed my Beyonce segment because I was like, look, I have patiently waited for days and I will not let this week go by. Yeah, yeah, uh, she did. We had to put it off for like four days because the world kept killing black people. Right. It was just like, and it, it, I think when we did it, it was kind of like, and please save us with the Beyonce section. Because <laughs> I didn't have nothing left. Everybody was like, Rod didn't seem too excited. It's like, well, we just talked about the 17th nigga dime from police bullets it's hard to just get back up like and beyonce like i needed karen to, to save me and she did yeah honey yes i'm always excited about that beyonce yes i am um this is a great show five stars by coked up space coyote rod might be the funniest podcaster since keith malley now first of all that is high i hold that man in high esteem <laughs> right so i take that as uh high praise man thank you uh keith and him are like two of the funniest motherfuckers on the planet they um, are this show is also leading me to a number of new shows featuring the black perspective i look forward to every new installment well i'm glad you do mm-hmm. i uh this is from jb29 five stars i really really enjoy this podcast rod and karen you guys are truly both entertaining and enlightening I enjoy hearing your perspective on current events and generally nine times out of 10, I agree with you. And when I don't agree with you, it opens my eyes to a new way of looking at things. You know what, man? That's all I ask is that y'all agree with me every time. Just about. <laughs> and when you don't agree, you just remain silent. What's so hard about that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. But the way, the way some people talk about us. Yeah. You know, we got a cult over here. <laughs> What's so hard about saying I am the greatest, smartest man alive. I don't, I don't get the controversy. I don't either. <laughs> and I don't understand why all these, why we, how we force all these people to listen to us every week. We go to them. We make them press iTunes. We make them press Stitcher. We make them go to any podcast catcher that they have and, and, and say, listen to us and nobody else but us. Yeah. I always, uh, it's funny because we, every once in a while, like once every six months, we get a, why do you guys only read five star reviews? like uh email or something we haven't mm-hmm. got one in a while Mm-mm. but it's like you do know we allow them to say any fucking thing they can get past the censors right so they could be like fuck you fuck your mama fuck everybody i hate your show you're the worst you're the butthole of america and i'll just be like all right like i read it because it's five stars i mean fuck you too correct but we got you know so it's so funny um to when people say or like you know, I agree. Uh, I don't always agree with y'all. Nobody always agrees with anybody. I don't always agree with Karen. She'll eat semen cookies. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy to me. I don't know what's wrong with her. But I don't always agree with anybody. You know, you, no need to put that in there. We get it. Mm-hmm. Um, But I do try to be nuanced. I think both of us try to be thoughtful. 
about our perspectives. I try not to just roll a gut reaction because normally my gut reaction to a lot of shit, um, if I don't push back on myself, a lot of times it's just like some, you know, like, mm, I don't like that shit. And then I think about it. I'm like, well, okay, I can see. All right. Here's what, okay. <laughs> so this is what they were thinking. And I was thinking this, you know, I try yeah. to do that to myself. Cause if not, then it's just ridiculous. True too. Yeah. I, I have to have a uh, self, uh, filters on, uh, myself too. Um, but a lot of times, especially when we do the podcast and Roger talk about shit that I ain't never heard before, y'all, I really get like my true, really first response. But yeah. if it's something that we've talked about before, I really do try to think about it, you know, and processing and things like that. Yeah, I am passionate about certain shit. I am too. And I, and I think sometimes people get intimidated because I tend to have thought about whatever it is I said and, I feel like a lot of times when when you meet people that give their opinions, uh, a lot of times what they're really doing is giving you their first take and they're and they're hitting you up as they're thinking it through. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they don't have a fully formed opinion. Correct. Um, but um, because I have to normally do the research for the articles and because yeah. like I normally already have like a well, okay, I've thought about this from seventeen different perspectives. Um, and I'm willing to listen to somebody else's opinion on it, but I think people, I, I think I've noticed over time, most people, when they disagree with people, I don't want to call them cowards. There's gotta be a better way. Cause that's a loaded word, um, that people get mad about, but they want to get along. So like, like when I listen to other people's podcasts, sometimes they'll have a guest on and the guest seems like they disagree or I might know the guest from another something else they did, and I'm like, oh, they normally wouldn't agree with this. But because they're on that person's podcast and they're just trying to get along and they're human beings, they let it slide. It's like, mm, well, you know, I don't want to tell this person they're wrong. I don't want to tell them I disagree. So I'll just look at the things I do agree with about their argument and we'll just move on without discussing where we disagree. I'm just not like that. That's all. I normally want to talk about where we disagree. You know, at least have a discussion, even if it turns out like, well, we'll never be able to get, you know, like we're not going to agree on this shit. But uh I think so. So when people tell me they agree or disagree with us on the show, it's always kind of like it doesn't really I don't really expect you guys to agree with everything we say. You know, we have thought about it. I think That's what right. we say has merit, but there's got to be a ton of shit that, you know, people hearing this would be like, yeah, I don't I don't fuck with them on that true true and i know for me um i'm a passionate about a lot of shit Mm. and i think uh for me uh listening to me is different than actually seeing me in real life and i i'm very conscious of my voice and the tone of my voice because when i began to be passionate about things my voice changed the tone of my voice changed my you know how i speak all that shit changes because i'm really thoughtful about the words that i'm about to put out of my mouth and i think sometimes for me that can be intimidating for people it sounds like i'm yelling at them when i'm not really yelling at them i'm just passionate about what i'm talking about mm-hmm. all right yeah but uh yeah so but yeah thank you it said also that very fact makes you more valuable than the fact that i agree with you yeah, that, I'm the same way. I like to hear people's reasoning more than I like to hear whether we agree or not. Cause Correct. I think, I think there's a lot of topics that I think uh, even where I agree with people, I don't really like or or really associate with that person if their logic is flawed. So say, for example, um, 
a lot of people when they talk about uh gay marriage or they talk about marriage equality they'll say stuff like well uh it's not my business i don't know i don't care what two people are doing um in their bedroom so you know everybody should get married because i don't care who gets married fuck it and that, that you know in a we've come to the same conclusion which is hey it doesn't really matter that you know that's why i'm for it but but i'm would take it one more step further and be like no i think these people are, are being discriminated against and they like i absolutely want to go out and vote this issue and make sure that they have the same equal protection of the law that i do so it's a little different even though we both came to the same conclusion i just feel like logically what i'm saying is more sound than i don't give a fuck mm-hmm. you know um let's see you also make me laugh heartily and frequently as a woman of color it is refreshing and joyful to know that i have someone in the pod spirit to whom i can relate to so completely keep up the awesome work i'm spreading the word far and wide and will most definitely contribute to the cause all the best julie thank you julie thank you sweetie and uh yeah man uh there's a lot i mean we we always have guests on and stuff to uh continue to like spread the word for other people and people that we like and just stuff like that and other podcasts so if if you continue to listen you should find a lot of podcasts uh through us because you know we're constantly trying to have people on to spread the word for them too yes we are because as far as we're concerned it's a big community and we don't we don't feel like other podcasts is a competition a lot of people do but we just don't have that we got to compete against you yeah yeah not not in the bad way like y'all aren't competition y'all not worth us but like you're not competition you're just doing your show too like correct that's how i mean there's no need to make this into a thing um and lastly five star reviews on stitcher uh say tasha says five five stars she said dang it's hard to find a review button I listen all the time. This show makes my day go by so smoothly. I almost can't function without it. Karen is my cousin in my head. LOL. Now, you, sweetie. Now, let me get back to not working while binge listening to the past few episodes and harassing y'all on Twitter. Thank you, Saytasha. Thank you. Anonymous says, five stars, great show. I have seen the show listed on iTunes for years but never clicked on it until recently. I regret not being there from the beginning of what is now one of my favorite shows. Look, it's never too bad, never too late to hop on the train. Well, you find us, you found us on mm-hmm. time. That's how I feel. I know in sports they try to hate on bandwagon fans. Mm-mm. Not us. I love them. Yeah, I do. Give me them bandwagon fans. I can't. Yeah, I'll take you. Nothing better than a bandwagon ass fan. That's clear. Come on late and come on strong. Uh, all right, we had comments on the website. Uh, what, Karen? You about to say something? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, we had comments on the website. And uh, first, we put out a, a couple premium shows lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, another Light Skin Moment, uh, which is Justin's spinoff show. Yes, it is. Uh, it's called, uh, the latest episode is episode seven, Can't Wait to Cheat on Her Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just does everything. We discussed, uh, Karen and I were both on this show. Sometimes it's just me. Sometimes it's Karen too. Uh, and Justin was discussing an article about a lady who wanted to cheat on her husband. Mm-hmm. And she wrote it to an advice column. Uh, we got a couple comments from listeners. AJ the engineer says, y'all should really be more nice to Justin. He sounded upset. <laughs> Is it bad? I'm laughing though. Great show, y'all. <laughs> so there, there may have been some drama on this show. I'm not going to say exactly what happened, yeah. but. I would not confirm or deny yeah. uh, if there was drama on the show. 
Black Rob said, I find it hilarious how Justin is always interrupting Rod when he needs to read an article or saying the most inappropriate things when Rod is hosting the Blackout Tips. But now that Justin is the host of his own show, he doesn't like when Rod interrupts him and he doesn't make con- con- and, oh and make uh, controversial sh- statements. Then again, I guess I shouldn't be surprised Justin is light-skinned. <laughs> and that's how light-skinned niggas act. Mm, that's some very valid analysis, Black Rob. I'm not saying I was right or... Who was right? Just, I just know that I wasn't wrong. Uh, and Karen, you got a comment on Lip Smacking Good 25 with Sarone Russell. Woo-hoo! The episode called Don't Go Around the Corner. That was a very fun show. Uh, Denim Queen says, another great podcast. All I have to say is, yeah, North VA ain't shit, which is surprising, which is surprising since there's all the money, where all the money is at. Anyway, you're going to have to come on the other side of the beltway to the Maryland side to get some decent food, LOL. So, Karen, if you ever go up there, you got to go to the Maryland side. I, I guess so. I guess uh, Chris and Phenom, somebody going to have to show us what to do because, you know, I don't know a damn thing about that area. Yeah. So, Rome said, uh, you know, it ain't shit up there. Uh, we had comments on the episodes. Uh, 834, President Obama was our feedback show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the poll was, uh, President Obama, greatest president or great president? Uh, 28, uh, about 29% of people said great president. And, uh, that leaves 71% in my camp, which says greatest president. He is the greatest president of all time. Yes, he is. Uh, that's, that's, he gets my vote. Okay, guys. Only president I ever voted for twice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, Butterbean says, hi guys. I was wondering if you or anyone here knows of a more family friendly podcast that touches on current topics. I'll still have a blackout tips, the blackout tips on blasting my headphones, but now that I have a baby, we will have to switch to lighter stuff in the car. Sigh. Um, oh man, I don't know. I listen to nothing but dirty, filthy, cussing ass podcasts. <laughs> So I don't know what to tell you. That's right. Well, I know Tonella got a family. They family no, they friendly. Cuss, they they cuss. cuss now. Yeah, they cuss. Yeah, come on, Karen. You're not even thinking. Oh, my bad. She wants a podcast she can have around her kids without the cussing and all this shit. Oh, oh, so she won't like clean. Oh, yeah. spilled milk is actually a really good one. Mm-hmm. They're short. They're about 15 minutes. and they, talk- they touch on current topics, though? Or is it just about food? okay yeah see yeah i don't know i don't know i'm just not gonna lie to you i don't know because i would never that's that's a problem because you're talking to an adult who who just i listen to any and everything and i don't really fifth drive you cuss you don't cuss like if you're funny i'm there um yeah that's that 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 one is kind of hard yeah you might have to go to the generic suggestions that uh everybody gives i'm pretty sure there's some good clean stuff in that yeah more important than any of that shit um i like cussing so i do too i don't like listening to podcasts where they don't cuss i'll be like oh they don't cuss on this shit off delete <laughs> i'm like oh, i watch hbo okay uh 835 use your vacation days me and karen discussed the happenings in ferguson mm-hmm. shia labeouf acting stupid again uh a bunch of stuff a gop staffer that went in on the first daughters that lost her job Mm-hmm. This is before she lost her job, but yeah, when she first went in on him. Um, and the poll was, are you ready for this jelly? <laughs> Did I do, yeah, and no, no comments. Bring it on, 58.5%. Y'all said bring on this jelly. 
29% of y'all said, I don't think I am ready for this jelly. <laughs> and 12% of you said, no, definitely not. So you guys need a little more confidence in yourself. Anonymous says, great show. Karen was in rare form with her rant on vacation days, and I was here for it. I enjoyed it. And, and you know what? I am so glad that my message got to people's hearts because people was hitting me up on uh, Twitter and let me know that they shall be taking their vacation days. They're going to be counting their PTO time. They ain't working for free no more. I was motivating people. Raging is the machine. Thank you, people. Mm-hmm. Remember, this is the same moment I had to fuss at to keep from driving to work in the ice in the snow. I Correct. About to get herself killed. Like, I just come a long way, Karen. You've come a long I, way. Right. Right, you let that shit happen uh, this year. Mm-mm, my black eggs are my do 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 Um, I won't be coming in today. Click. Trevor H says those frat boys taking minutes reminds me of the scene in The Wire where Avon's crew was meeting at the church to discuss drug business, and one of the young dudes was going to take notes trying to impress Stringer. Uh, and Stringer says something like, "Nigga, is you taking notes on a criminal enterprise?" Ah, <laughs> yeah, that shit can be used against you later, like exposing these rapey dudes. Yeah, those dudes were uh, stupid as fuck. Like, they kept a, a record of the the, the, the minutes. Up, yeah, the shit they said. Uh, idiots. AJ the engineer said, Rod, we know Karen. We all know she works hard. She works so hard, her bones hurt. Even when the weather says stay home, Karen says no. Right. But we all want Karen to be around for a long time, so I'm glad you success, uh, suggested to her to take some time off. Over the years, I noticed that many employers will use you until you can't work anymore, and then they'll drop you. Mm-hmm. My friends and I are in our late 20s, and many of us spend most of our time at work. I've been taking more at PTO as I get older because I see other coworkers who seem to regret working so much in their younger years. Right. I agree that people need to work in order to support their lifestyle, but Americans work way too damn much. Just like you guys mentioned, employers hire you with expectations of PTO and holidays, but once you're on the job, they imply that you must work every day. As I was quitting my last job, I heard through the grapevine that managers don't like it when you use your PTO during your last two weeks. But nobody vocally said that to me. I took so much PTO and wished a motherfucker would say something to me. <laughs> right. It's your time. People need to understand what they're worth. And as the economy gets better, they should also understand that they don't need to stay at a job they aren't happy with. Correct. Yeah, man. If you have any options, like, you got to get out of these bad jobs, man. You know, I like I said, um, I've been in this exact same situation. I know how helpless it feels, but... You're not helpless, man. You know, you, you know, these motherfuckers sign us up, making us think like, okay, um, this is what the job is about. They don't ever tell you like, oh, we're also complete dicks about everything here. Correct. Because the thing is like, when you work for a company, you, you sign paperwork, which means you literally sign a contract. The contract is I bring my ass to work and you pay me. The contract also says that I accumulate time or however your PTO or whatever your requested time off is. And this time I should be able to take it, you know, when I want to, according to, you know, the business needs or whatever. But I think they say that shit just so they can have the right to say no. Um, and it's just one of those things to where, I feel like uh, as long as I keep up my end of the deal and you keep up your end of the deal, it's not a problem. The mm-hmm. problem comes is it, to me personally when it comes to termination. You can get rid of me 
without a two weeks notice? Why am I obligated to give you a two week notice? And actually, I'm not obligated to give you a two week notice. It's just courtesy. It's common courtesy for employees to give a two week notice. You can walk in that bitch and say, I quit and walk out the front door if you really feel like it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, most people don't do that because they feel like they want to, quote unquote, keep the reputation clean. And, you know, if they have to use a reference and all that bullshit, you know, so that's why a lot of people don't do that. But I've been at uh, a job where people have literally gave their two week notice and the job has came down and walked their ass out before the end of the day and was mm-hmm. like, no, you don't get to work your goddamn two weeks. So it really doesn't matter. So why should I care? Yeah, they they definitely um, will get you um, just on some bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and when, like I said, in that interview, they don't tell you that shit. You, they wait till you get in the door and it's like, ha ha, motherfucker, we some slave drivers. Whoosh, back to work, boy. You know. Mm-hmm. And you like, what the fuck did I sign up for? Will you order Girl Scout cookies online was a poll for episode 836, The Cosby Mysteries, uh, where we talked about the Cosby show, Ferguson, Girl Scout cookies going online, uh, a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, will you order Girl Scout cookies online? Yes, 57% of our audience. 43% says no. I will. They'll probably get more money out of me like that than they would with me having to carry money. My love lasting says one of the best things about Girl Scout cookies is that they come to you. You don't need to collect yourself in your Cosby pants, carrying a Rod's own bedroom Cosby gate <laughs> incident pun, and pick them up from the post because they keep missing you at home. Girl Scouts hand deliver, and that's always good for me. Yeah, I mean, I do like the convenience, and it is like this, uh, you know, this thrill of, oh, the Girl Scouts is out. You know, you see the Girl Scouts in front of a. Uh, I wonder if that's how pedophiles feel all the time. That's probably what it's like. Must be. Little kids! Boing, boing, boing. But, you know, when you see the Girl Scouts in front of the store, you be like, the cookies is back! The cookies is back! You know. Right. Lose your fucking mind. Right. And and then, it is like a drug sale because you know what? They'll be like, you be like, oh, I missed them on Monday. And you roll up to where they was at on Monday. You're like, shit, they ain't on this corner. So then you try to go to the next Walmart or the next Harris Teeter or the next little spot you know or to the Walgreens going, shit, is that this? Because I've done that before. I was like, God damn it, I can't find them. So now I can politely go online and order my crack, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what they need to And have it directly delivered to my house because I have looked for them like I have been looking for crack going from corner to corner of the uh, uh, businesses and couldn't find no Girl Scout cookies. And I was, I was upset because I had money that I wanted to blow. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is uh, that might be the next move, sell crack online, you know. <laughs> Oh, so it would surprise me if they probably may not already be doing that. Who knows? So uh, Black Rob says, Girl Scouts are financial terrorists and need to be stopped. I think the online option will get folks to double dip. People will buy a few boxes online, then fall victim to the adorableness and buy another box or two when the Girl Scout Mafia runs up on them in person. What's wrong with that? Even if I ordered online, those little hustlers are still going to run up on me when I'm coming out the grocery store. Then I'm the asshole for saying no to their faces. Hashtag Boy Boy Scout Girl Scout Cookie. Oh, you know what? You ought to have a badge to say, I bought online. Oh, you bought online? Okay. Yeah. That's what you need. Yeah, get us a t-shirt or something. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm a hashtag boycott Girl Scout Cookie. Oh, don't. You a a goddamn terrorist. Don't. don't. You anti-American communist. Are you over there with Chris? Right. Anime Sparkster says, I got to do it. Me want Thin Mints. Get Thin Mints. Mmm. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I agree with him. 
animating wrapping it up succinct succinctly yes we also had comments on this episode the cosby mysteries let's go into it mad scientist seven says i've been arguing all morning about bill cosby on group me i really want to link this episode into the group me chat apparently because these women settled out of court they are guilty and if they were really raped then they didn't uh, why didn't they scream out for help i'm doing my best to try to educate some of my frat same as bill cosby but i had to tell them uh some of them about themselves being a victim blamer and rape apologist isn't cool Mm-mm. it seems like there are fuck boys all around including Fiazon love and his three necks <laughs> shade shade uh his three necks who can look at all the allegations and say what about bill what's more likely 20 plus women conspiring to bring down a man 30 years later or bill cosby being rapey mcrapington Kudos to the Blackout Tips for having real res- uh, perspective at Brazenly Virile on Twitter. Thanks, man. Thank you. Um, and yeah, man, it is weird. <sighs> it's so weird because part of the passive aggressive way that people discuss this is you can tell by the way they hold, withhold the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. for certain topics. Like, nobody withholds the benefit of the doubt for George Zimmerman nope we're all like that dude got away with cold-blooded murder mm-hmm. you know now you get the kazi and it's like well you know only 20 people accused him i don't know it could all be a setup mm-hmm. if he did it like it's just a whole lot of shit like that it's like you don't require if there was a um uh, like that police officer who's accused of arresting and sexually assaulting like 13 black women mm-hmm. we don't go well we don't have videotapes of the sexual. We're like, yeah, he probably did that shit. Correct. 13 women that don't fucking know each other said, uh, this dude did the same fucking thing he did to you. Like, yeah, it's probably on him. That was enough right. for him to arrest that dude, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but whatever. People withhold their, their, they withhold their, they, they withhold their ability to, like, uh, they like their disbelief like they 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 will not they will not like accept that this is most likely what happened because it's almost like they don't really have empathy for these women so it's like i like that he made me laugh more than i like the idea of having to confront that he might be a rapist you know what i mean so so let me just say that he we don't know none of us was there it was a long time ago what if it was uh just you know the way that people got down back then we well it was the way people got down back then why he's not the only fucking 70 year old black man on the earth why isn't like everybody going no everybody was getting raped in the 70s and it's (laughs) like 17 celebrity men have been accused of this the same crime Mm -hmm. no he was he was out here getting rapey yes he was AJ the engineer says, I know there's no such thing as black Twitter, but damn, I love black folks on Twitter. I read that Elizabeth Lawton apology before reading the initial post. Uh, yeah, Elizabeth Lawton is a lady who wrote the, that negative, nasty thing about the Obama daughters. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny to me is, uh, I was talking, uh, to my white friends, uh, at wing night and they were like, I was saying how, uh, you know, uh, one of the reasons that Sleepy Hollow is doing well and, TV shows are getting more and more diverse cast is because 
the power of black Twitter to watch and live tweet something and drive ratings and endorsements is, right. is extremely powerful. Yes, it is. And it's one of the reasons Sleepy Hollow and, um, you know, Scandal Dude, and How, how to, to Get, get Away, away with, with Murder. murder. Mm-hmm. And all, all these shows are getting more and more black people a chance, right? And that's good. I think that's good for society to give diversity a chance. Not even just black people, di- diversity. Right. Diversity. And they was like, well, what's black Twitter? And I was like, well, it's just black people online. It's not like a separate website or nothing. And he was like, they were like, uh, they were like, well, like what, you know, what can black Twitter do? I was like, well, did y'all hear about Elizabeth Walton? They're like, no, who's she? I was like, she right. is a woman who wrote this, uh, she's a GOP staffer and she wrote this scathing critique of the Obama daughters, uh, when President Obama was pardoning the turkey and the daughters were there. And, you know, I read down, like, this is the thing she said. And they were like, okay, um, so then what happened? I was like, yeah, uh, the reason you haven't heard of her is that she did this shit on, like, Saturday and was fired on Monday morning. Correct. And that's because black Twitter. Because I was like, black Twitter getting better. Like, it's getting faster and faster. Like, there wasn't even time to mount a defense. Mm-mm. That woman fucked up, apologized, and got fired all within 72 hours. Right, because they was like, we do not need these people lighting up our timeline and yeah. us being the top article on whatever the fuck on Monday morning because people actually monitor tweets now. So for all the flaws in Twitter and social media in general, some of them inhabited by black people and some not. I mean, honestly, it just like if you follow any select group of people, no matter what their race is, you're going to find something, some fault and some not. Correct. I'm not one of those people to try to be like, black Twitter is the worst. You know, mm-hmm. like you hear so many comedians saying all this I shit. I love it. I love black Twitter because I love us. I love black people. So Correct. You know, hating black Twitter is like hating yourself. Yes, it's, it is. It's, it's just us online. That's all. It's all black Twitter is. It's just the same conversations that you have with your family and friends and barbershops and in the Ivy League settings all the way down to the projects. It doesn't fucking matter. It's the same conversations that you're always having. So correct. And to hate that shit is like hating yourself. Correct. And the the biggest reason why I love it, even though it gets on your nerves sometimes, things like that, but the biggest reason why, but that's just people in general. Mm-hmm. But the biggest reason why I love it is because you are with a group of people and you're able to reach out to a group of people that uh otherwise you probably would have never met and, and friendships i made and relationships i made from people that could be anywhere in the, actually the world which is actually the beautiful thing that i i love about black twitter and things like that because we'll joke about shit that affects us will it be enraged about shit that affect us we, we do memes about shit that only we can think and sometimes only we think is funny and it's just one of those things that that's just a beautiful thing about it. it's like a huge big ass uh group of black people and uh and and for my thing and i had to get off top of the one thing that i do love about black twitter is the bet awards is like the big ass family reunion because you see people who ain't tweet who ain't tweeted all year i think some people only tweet when the bet awards come on mm-hmm. and so that's one thing i love about black twitter i really do so um he goes on to say I read that Elizabeth Lawton apology before reading the initial post. I thought the apology sounded nice, but when I read the original post, bitch, please. Yeah, her, yeah, yeah, her apology. I talked to the Lord for several hours and my parents called and you're like, what? No, you didn't. Shut up. We all know that kids are off limits in the pol- political media. 
But this lady said that the parents, President and First Lady Obama, aren't good role models. If this lady was around writing during the Bush years, would she write anything about those daughters? Right. right. We know that those girls got arrested, and you still can't talk about those girls. Mm-mm. What the fuck are they doing? Mm. <sighs> white people are the worst. Uh, TM, TM, white people TM. Also, I understand this does not relate to Ferguson, but she chose to write this post after the decision. She's stupid. Uh, I was happy as hell when Lawton's criminal records were brought up in addition to her being dragged around social media. Yeah. We've all seen that picture of her where she was a teenager and like beer in her, holding beer in her mouth and then she got arrested for underage drinking. Like, you, you can never, ever be on Sasha Malia's level at any point. You a grown ass woman and you can't fuck with Sasha and Malia. Shut up. Correct. How the fuck are you gonna tell other people how they should behave when you're, you're not even 15 years removed from the your wild teen years. You know why? Because she's white and they're black and they're on the opposite side of the aisle. So they don't get to have humanity. That's all or it flaws, is. Or flaws or fucked up or just be children. Just It wasn't even a flaw. They're teenagers. Correct. And they're probably the most well-behaved acting teenagers. Teenage girls at that. All them hormones assassinists. We know how it goes. Teenage girls in the White House, and you don't hear a fucking peep out of them. So you try to make something of her, like them, like basically looking at their dad be corny and talk about these turkeys. Come on, man, stop. Correct. If any of my friends ever ask me what white privilege is, I'm gonna show them this news story. Yeah, Kimberly, like she just did. Just people just get so righteously indignant, and just they always want to score a point. It's why I don't play the political game. I don't really talk about politics very often Mm -mm. i have my things that i'm resigned to my causes i believe in my people i believe in but in general i'm not going to debate politics with people because it's all about scoring points you know yeah and i'm Um, not here about that because like i had to i had to block that lady on facebook uh because you know because i've tried to reach out to her um you know, well, first of all, I just was posting shit on my page. And one of the things I posted was the link to the president and all the shit he said about Ferguson and like going back to like August, September, mm-hmm. you know, like he's always talked about this issue. Correct. And he's not talked about it on some like, these people need to learn how to behave. It's all been like the, we need to get a better police force. We need to get the police force to look like the communities, which is low key. We need to get black people on this police force that come from these neighborhoods. Stop having white people come in and police neighborhoods they're not a part of. And sometimes don't care about. Right. So, you know, he was just saying these things, right? And she was like, uh, you know, uh, fuck him. He cares about the wrong shit. And, I, you know, I kind of talked about it on the show. And it was like, you know, I let it, I let her go her own way because I was just like, you're uh, you're angry and you're being kind of irrational and you're upset and mm-hmm. I get that I really do but we're all angry, right? You Your know? anger ain't the only anger. Like what they're trying to do between the black community and the president and the, just the black community and the political process in general is break us and we correct we, we can't tap out right now because honestly that's what they want. That that's how you it gets worse. That's how it gets worse. That is how it gets they, worse. You get these people electing these these scumbags and and criminals to the police force that have no empathy, that have no ability to actually do their job. They think their job is to 
beat down black people every time they see us and that uh, we have to stay in the process and involved in revolutionizing that process and taking it over because this is our livelihood on the line this is Mm -hmm. the bodies laying in the street so we can't tap out you know you can't just blame everything on the president like he's a magical fucking king or wizard or some shit it's just not gonna that's not gonna get us anywhere no it's not i get people want to be upset but you're just gonna have to be mad at me then you know you're just gonna have to be mad at me because i'm not coming off of this and i'm Mm -hmm. not backing down um you know that dude has his heart in the right place and he's trying way more than any other fucking uh president is trying on any shit political candidate president or anything is really trying when it comes to racial injustice with the police period there's no there's no precedent for this shit that he's doing Mm -mm. you know and we see how they react to politicians speaking out against them even when they're wrong the new york police department got mad at bill de blasio for just being like yeah this is fucked up and black lives matter and And i shouldn't have to say this they acted like he was supposed to be on the police force too like why you gonna go against the, the brotherhood with the thin blue line it's like motherfucker i'm not a police officer you know i'm an like, elected official i get that i honestly do i understand and i do get that not all police are doing this shit Mm-mm. i get that it's a vast minority of people that appear Correct. to be killing people and shit like that i get Correct. it i really do here's the thing though when it comes down to these issues the people that are police that don't agree with the policing and the what they do never say shit Mm-mm. so you all are bad you're all complicit that's it you're all bad all of you i because every hornet might not sting me but when i see a fucking hornet i'm going to get up and leave because i don't know the good from the bad and it seemed like the only way to find out is after you get shot and then it's too late because the good ones ain't saying shit the bad ones ain't saying shit. They all together then. You know, then it's us versus them. And that's how they treat this shit. When they go on TV and talk about it, when they do these press conferences, the St. Louis Police Department was the same way. They think it is us, people who don't want to die by police fire, against them, police. That's it. They don't see any nuance. So why the mm-hmm. fuck should I? You know? But um, anyway, I don't know how I got on attention. But... Uh, that but that 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 is the height of that white supremacy and uh the height of just privilege when you can look at the obama daughters and write that slanderous shit about their parents being bad role models you know but but george w bush had fucking substance abuse and alcoholism in his past come on now we like was the average fucking c student right you will not see these people write this shit about him you know like he's a fucking saint to them you know, uh, uh, President Reagan was also president during the Iran-Contra affair. That, like, people just let this shit slide because they're playing sides. They're not playing the truth. They're not playing right and wrong. They're just playing sides. My side is this, and this is what we agree with, and we're going to try to score a point. And she thought she was scoring a point. People going to like and retweet and share her fucking Facebook status. She didn't realize. And I'm glad that somebody happen. caught her ass and was like, no, bitch, you... Go to unemployment line. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. You go directly to the unemployment line. Good on you. And 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 and, and let's see uh, how you feel in the state that uh, 
now your unemployment goes to three weeks now because they're not cutting slash and pass laws let's see what you be mad and upset now about that bullshit all right um oh i don't want to ask you yeah. what did they have to say when you told them about her um, you say how yeah, you sent them at wing night. Oh, no, they just couldn't. They just were like, wow, I didn't know Twitter was doing that. I said, yeah, that's okay. why I need to be careful online. No, right, like, right. Especially posting oh, shit on Facebook and shit like that. I know that, how I right? got on that topic. I know how I got on that topic. So that lady, I had to unfriend her on Facebook because, like I said, people in these scoring points and playing games, um, after Eric Garner did not get indicted, she sent me a link to, the article where president obama had passed you know or was trying to pass that four-prong you know deal where you get body cameras on the police you get police training you get Mm -hmm. like it was going to be all these things right and she's like body camera's not gonna work and tag me to it or some shit like that see he cares about the wrong things i said this will be the last time we talk right like this like i'm i'm telling you you're being i know you're upset but you're being irrational, and now you think this is a game for me. You think that you're scoring points with me. You think we're going to have this ongoing debate like it's the NBA, like it's Jordan versus Kobe and who was better, and we're going to th- – this is not fun to me. This is not funny, cool. and, it's, and I'm not – and I don't care that um, you th- – like the fact that you read this and then thought – like the fact that Eric Garner didn't – there wasn't an indictment, and the first thing you thought about was running to Facebook to troll me – like you know just we'll never be cool we will never ever be cool after that because i you because i'm reasonable and because i do my best to be articulate on these topics and to like understand them and to talk about it with nuance you don't understand how fucking mad i am all the time correct and i'm always holding it back eric garner it could be me he's just a dude that got tired of shit he got arrested 29 times and was like, I don't want to go to downtown for the 30th. I didn't do shit. Yeah. The- I broke up a fucking fight. Right. And then you motherfuckers come over here like you got to go downtown. What am I fucking doing that deserves to go downtown? Selling Lucy's? That should be a fucking ticket. Correct. Like, what is this? So now I got to die. Like, he was a dude that just got tired. And that's one of my biggest fears in life is just one of these days, I'm just going to get tired. You know what I mean? It's exhausting to, mm-hmm. to just like, and, and I understand that. I understand that a lot of people can't relate to it because they don't have our experience in America. Mm-hmm. They just can't fathom it. And there's a reason for that. Um, you know, fuck it. We just gonna go on this tangent. There's a reason for that. And that is because in order for our economy to work, black people have to remain criminalized. Right. It is literally what we're telling police. They can't harass and lock up black people even to the point of killing them which is just a cost of doing business at this point it's literally like telling mcdonald's you can only sell salads correct how the fuck they gonna make any money because you have whole economies the economic small economic system you have whole goddamn towns where the only place of employment is this big ass prison that they ship niggas to and people of color did you know we built so many prisons we now have empty prisons did you know that empty yeah we have we because we privatized prison which when you privatize something it is out to make money it's capitalism pure and simple incarceration shouldn't be about capitalism no it Apart- incarceration not. should be about rehabilitation and what's best for society but once you make a business 
make money uh from the model of arresting mostly black and brown people you're going to need everything to support that from the laws from the cops from the military to the the judges lawyers everything how much money is made in this world uh in america where we are not number one in many things except debt and prison correct incarceration how much money are we making off of what we're number one in the world doing we like this is our drug how do we wean ourselves as a country off of incarcerating people and the reason that the drug habit can continue the drug of this money that you get from policing and over policing black people and and jailing us the reason that it can exist is because white people for the most part are never even inconvenienced by this right so they They, don't give a fuck it's it's not even a a negative like because these white people don't care Mm -mm. and no i wouldn't care if it didn't bother me that's why you find certain black people that don't relate because they've never had the experience correct i've never been arrested i I don't get like why it's a problem because they don't care because it's as long as people are very simple as long as something isn't happening to them they cannot give a fuck but the criminalization of black people happens to me and you passively no matter who you are you know, so you can look like fucking, um, you can look like Barack Obama, but you look around at, you look like Barack Obama on fucking Tuesday in the wrong neighborhood. Your ass can be looking like dead person, period. You know, like it's so, so for a lot of people, you know, it's one of the reasons I, I'm, I do push against and I do say shit like when I hear, mark cuban or somebody go i cross the street if i see a black person i mean we just need to be honest about this you crossing the street is why people are dying mm-hmm. that's why it's because you don't have to care and this is bigger than just um politicians making people do this this is bigger than the government this is america this is what america was founded on just the backs of oppressed people it's how our economy works from slavery till now this shit ain't nothing but a new version of slavery to lock up these people take take away their their votes take away their future take away their ability to earn a living take away the upward momentum of our families and then you turn around and point the finger at at, at black community like where's your fathers where's the well they're probably in jail they're probably dead they probably like like you're putting us in a hole like to criminalize drugs in america what did they do they said black people will get the drugs and that's why we can't have weed legal because they'll fuck your women on this weed if they get cocaine they'll start raping and killing people so you gotta like and that works that fear you know it's almost like white people to a certain are a victim of the conditioning as well right and it affects everybody right it affects everybody but the point is, as long as it is not inconveniencing white folks, this shit can always go on. That's why I, I love, you know what I love? I love the new protest where they just go lay down in the middle of the fucking street. Me too. I love it. Me Shut shit that shit down. That, right. Shut that shit down. Go to the mall and lay there. Go to the fucking middle of the road and lay there. Right. Because then, you know why? Because the average white person, as long as they can get from A to B, they don't give a fuck. They don't even know. Like, it's not right. even, I'm not even saying it like, cause these white people is evil. They no. don't fucking know, but, and they never would know until it's like, wow, 
did you know that uh it took 75 minutes to get to the to the to the work this morning why apparently these negroes are laying in the street because uh they keep killing black people well nobody told me that's and that's the thing it's like you almost you have to inconvenience other people for them to go do the research and find out and care they don't care i wouldn't care care i wouldn't care you know most people wouldn't it's like how um i care about certain shit because of the kind of person i am right like i care about immigration i care i care about gay rights i care about women's rights i but it's not because i like enforce the care i just do mm-hmm. the vast majority of people that aren't in those groups don't give a fuck right because everyone's so single-minded right and self-centered yeah well we're just single-minded i mean even self-centered seems like you're right but it seems like a, almost an insult i'm not saying it insulting okay. i mean this definition wise they, we all think about ourselves. We, right. And it's that, our number one motivating factor. Right. It's not a bad thing, but the, no, just, it, just, no. just human nature is, can, to, is to consider yourself first. It can be a bad thing. Yes, it, it is can. mostly a bad thing. I'm just saying it's, it's just common. It's, it's like I wake up in the morning and I yawn because that's what the fuck I would do. You know, mm-hmm. well, every, like people are very like, this is what's going on in my life. It's like when you talk about white privilege and most people's arguments against the idea of white privilege is always some, well, my dad was poor and I did not get to go to Ivy League school. And it's like, you have no fucking idea what white privilege is, do you? You, you have no idea what this discussion is going to be about because the only thing you're just, you, you care only about yourself and your own struggles. That's how everyone is conditioned to think, right? Correct. Very few people can rise above that, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like as long as the, um, especially like certain classes of people, right? Certain locations of people mm-hmm. feel like these issues aren't their issue. They go about their lives and then the cycle of criminalizing, killing, like monetizing our, this criminalization you're monetizing it now i think that cycle continues and i don't know how to stop it but i know once you start inconveniencing some white people you might be able to get some wheels turning oh yeah because so, they're gonna be like i'm tired of motherfuckers drop laying down the goddamn street while i'm trying to get to my meeting my place of work and my business whatever the shit they complained about y'all need to motherfucking fix because i don't have time to be inconvenienced because the problem isn't it's not just um government it's not politics it's not even just the law we in america don't like each other all right that's you know? sad people but- say america's a melting pot but a melting pot but it's way more like one of those separated tupperware plates that you get um whenever you're trying to um like make thanksgiving food where the peas go with the peas the carrots go with the carrots the greens go with the greens the meat goes over here but don't let any of them shits touch yeah and they got walls between them for a reason the walls keep you divided right that's what yeah that's my point like don't let the fucking don't let the potato salad touch the slaw fuck that that's america to me you know it's and and i feel like you know um once we got um the like once we got a president elected people forgot that america in general is not very uh they don't practice what they preach a lot of times when it comes to racial matters and sexual matters and sexual orientation 
they don't practice what they preach. They talk a good fucking game. Right. And go but to, then, it, you know, it's like, I'll vote for Barack Obama. I'll vote Democrat. But let black people start moving in my neighborhood. And I'm looking to start shopping around. There goes the neighborhood. White flight, as they say. Mm-hmm. Let, let more black kids start populating my schools. And now I want to get my kid into a private school. That's the kind of shit that I don't know how you fix with any level of legislation. Correct. Conversation any of this shit because it's such a self motive like it's a self-motivational move you don't really care about the world you talk a good game but you don't really care like it you know like it this is a cool theory you know and i think for a lot of people racism is like a theory uh you know corruption is a theory but you know when i was watching eric garner die um, which I, I still a video I've only watched it one time for the show. I can't watch oh, it. Oh, that's the only time I watched it. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have seen the shit. Yeah, when I was watching him die, um, you know, I felt so like, man, that dude just wanted to know why they couldn't work this out another way. Mm-hmm. And everybody, and like you listen to police, you listen to politicians, you listen to these, these people, and it's like, yeah, that's why he had to die because he finally said. You know, he was like when Chicken George just uh, would not fucking take that like uh, well, he had to go get that water for that white man. That random white man was like, give me that water. Like he was it was like that. And he was like, I don't want to get the water. And that was the difference, you know. So um, I don't know, man. I, I feel like uh, the big the bigger question that you have to or the bigger like point of all this shit is if you follow the money it'll lead you to where this shit really matters Mm -hmm. and what really matters is telling police they gotta stop killing black people telling police we even have a problem with it right is the same as telling them we don't want your kids to eat because that's how they feed their kids how much money is generated from arresting a man 29 times how much money must be i'm not talking about just the tickets that he pays or doesn't pay mm-hmm. i'm talking about uh when you have to get in and out of jail you got to pay bail mm-hmm. i'm talking so you got salaries there were fucking six cops standing around eric garner watching him die while not doing a fucking thing they, they all getting a check right they all get a check correct um, even with these protests and and all this shit how many of those people get overtime pay right you know like these motherfuckers was mad at the rams but they get overtime pay to go police the rams games um speaking speaking of 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 that the response to ferguson how where does that money go well let's see where did they get the fucking equipment from the u.s government the military surplus Mm -hmm. so in addition to the funding from the government to create those materials that we really didn't need for wars we really didn't need to fight. Correct. Um, and then we didn't even use most of that fucking equipment. We then turn around and sell that equipment to our own U.S. police. Not other countries necessarily. Us. Police. Well, when you have military equipment in a town, what the fuck does the average citizen start to look like? A criminal. Like insurgents to me. You know, like a, a like a the the enemy in a war. Fucking was on. That's what it looked like. That yeah. Was- now you can't wait to use this shit because why you bought it? So this is more money changing hands. So when we start saying we got to start treating black people equal and with the same kindness and with the same benefit of the doubt that you treat any race with, 
we're actually telling them you got to cut off your money and they ain't gonna do it and that's why it feels hopeless to me is because i'm only looking at the money and i'm like yeah why the fuck would they what's the incentive we would have to actually find a way for them to make more money to not police us or like or we had or because we're appealing to the morals of these people but you've seen them on tv you've seen retired policemen and what they think about how to police the black community you've seen it they don't have any sympathy they don't care they are talking about dead people and they don't give a fuck about those dead people Mm -mm. it's like here's the topic um eric garner's death and you got a dude being like look sometimes you gotta choke hold a nigga i don't get why y'all mad you know why why y'all wanted to be a trial what's that about so you have that's how far apart we are on this shit because that dude gets paid to go on cnn and defend killing black people that's how he gets his check why the fuck would he want it to stop right there's no incentive to have it stop it just feels hopeless so when you troll me on facebook when you troll me on twitter when you try to question my fucking blackness when you try to ask me about uh you try to score a point about the president cares about the wrong thing you can absolutely go directly to hell and fuck yourself all the way there because it's not a game to me Mm-mm. i'm always angry i always feel like I, when i'm happy i'm angry when i'm sad i'm angry when i'm angry i'm angry I always have something inside of me that's just pissed off with the state of things. And it all, and I, I'm going to die like that. I'm never like, there's never going to be a time in, in my lifetime where I'm like, and then everything was equal. Finally, I can relax. Oh no. It, it, it'll never be like that. It'll never be like that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where I'm at. Someone can just come up and be on some like bullshit today. And I'm like, this is happening to me cause I'm black. Well, here we go with the bullshit. I've made it, you know, this far and then today's the day when motherfuckers is like mm, we just gonna go fuck with this nigga you know mm-hmm. so i i don't wanna um you know i i don't wanna like discourage anybody from doing anything or whatever my point is just that it's not a game to me um it's not really cool and um like i'll lose friends over this shit i don't mind because if you think that was funny or you think that this is just some type of game that we like to go argue back and forth with on social media, then you've completely misunderstood me. I'm not, I'm not that dude. Mm -mm. It's just not, it's not funny to me. I don't like what we're doing right now. I don't like doing. Oh no. And we're doing it on the show because I feel like it has to be done. It has to be said. It is important to talk about. I don't like thinking about this shit because this could be how any of us goes out. Right. They don't know. Like, here's the thing. When they shoot these motherfuckers, they don't be knowing what kind of person they are they don't care that's not the job right they don't see themselves shooting a father a brother a a husband a friend a friend they don't see that they don't see themselves shooting a wife a daughter a sister they don't see that they see themselves shooting or doing their job that makes them money period you know and we monetize shit darren wilson got money for killing a black person like Mm -hmm got paid the whole time yeah what is the like what that says so much about the country and the people in the country and how we are the comment section in america is just the citizenry of america is fucking click on a youtube video that's america scroll to the bottom that's america fag nigger fuck you 
that that is america mm-hmm. you know people are very divided um and that's why this shit can continue because as long as white people aren't inconvenienced as long as they can not see us as the same as long as a person that got a criminal charge when she was 15 can look at 15 year old height of excellence black girls on the national stage and think she can fucking talk down to him. Right. As long as that can happen, then people going to keep getting killed by police, man. Cause they don't, they don't see how similar we are. They don't understand the humanity there. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Kyle says, just to let you guys know that after the St. Louis police officers association condemned the Rams players, Dan Spin dug up some dirt. It turns out that their business manager, Jeff Roarder, Roarda, was uh fired from the police force because he was lying on reports falsely accusing other officers of abusing him yeah but they all united under that banner right now he's i mean shouldn't he be considered a snitch ass betrayer of the of the of the of the cloth correct but you know they united today he also doesn't like the idea of dash cams and body cameras was behind on uh one of the fundraisers for darren wilson and on top of all that, he is in the Missouri House of Representatives. Corruption? What's that? Um, yeah, that thing about the fundraisers is not exactly true, but he was like, is, but I know what you mean. I know what you're talking about. He's, he did have Dylan's or was on the name of or something of one of those boards that raised the money. Um, even though people are saying he didn't directly raise the money, but point of, point of being conflict of interest minimum, right? Correct. Oh, and the GOP lady who got fired, she may have went to the same college as my sister. Small world, huh? Anyway, they found this picture of her, East Carolina, baby. Well, you know, it is a party school, uh, East Carolina. Um, and, yeah, uh, it's a picture of her sucking on a beer bottle like a dick, you know. But she going to tell the Obamas how they need to, how they need to comport themselves because we the problem. That's the picture in the chat. <coughs> All right. Um. So, I, did we have a poll? Did I already do the poll for that episode? What was the poll? That was episode. Uh. Oh yeah. Order Girl Scouts cookies online. All right. Episode eight thirty seven. Rest in peace, Beth Tubman. You know, this is Justin. We reviewed Day Walking. Mm-hmm. The poll was, "Will you miss Beth?" Uh, which is a pretty simple poll. Let's check out the comments. Beth, of course, died on The Walking Dead Sunday. Someone was like, your title was a spoiler for me. I was like, nigga, you know we talk about Walking Dead on Tuesdays. Correct. Come on now. Why would you even gonna listen to the episode or even look at the phone? <laughs> Correct. This is on you. Uh, will you miss Beth? Yes, she was cool. No. And we never promised y'all that, uh, our titles wouldn't have spoilers in it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna name this episode Bruce Willis is the ghost. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> will you miss Beth? Yes, she was cool. No, I hated her, and meh. Forty-eight percent of people thought she was cool. That's good. That's higher than uh, it would have been last year. No, I hated her. Three percent of people don't want Miss Beth at all. You cold, heartless sons of bitches. And meh, forty-eight percent also. So it's about half and half for didn't really care for or I loved her. Uh, Nub says three dollars for essential oil. That seems cheap. Also, putting undiluted essential oils on your skin is dangerous. I'm sure that stuff can eat through a condom and maybe through your dong. Putting it on chicken seems like a bad idea, too. Now, why nubs will respond to the poll with this comment? <laughs> I don't know, because the poll is about Beth. But 
the comment is actually about um uh honey boo boo's sister who's selling essential oils correct sky Gemma says bye felicia mm-hmm. t dot day says wait you you in the bye felicia camp karen you don't like bell i do like bell okay so why are you co-signing this bullshit <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing my bad no because when you said but we on a different one i thought they was talking about uh old girl was just talking about but we on a whole different thing yeah this poll is about bell Oh, my man. T. Dave said, guys, let me say the funniest day walking review so far. You have me looking crazy in my cubicle, laughing to myself in tears. God damn, the blackout tips. Good job, guys. You're welcome. Thanks, T. Dave. Uh, me, myself, in life says, I just wanted to chime in and confess that I'm in the small group of people who enjoy Beth's character from the beginning and didn't see anything wrong with Emily Kenny's portrayal of her. Even though Beth had her annoying moments, I thought she was a necessary member of the group because she reminded everyone about the good things in life. Personally, I think there should always be at least one optimist around in the zombie apocalypse to balance out all the pessimism. Plus, at this point in time, I would have preferred to see Tyrese go instead. Me too. Tyrese continues to irk me every time he's on screen. I threw my hands up and walked out the room when he admitted he didn't kill White Glenn on purpose. Right. You know what's going to happen to me, myself, in life. You know they're going to make us feel sorry for tyrese and start liking him and then they gonna kill him he gonna be like i finally realized we do need to kill people and it's time for us to defend ourselves and they gonna get bit by a zombie or some shit <laughs> anyway sorry for the long reply i love y'all's recap and can't wait until february well thank you me myself in life oh, i can't believe i gotta wait to fucking february yeah i wish we had a show to recap in the meantime but i right i'm trying to think of what the only show i I well, I'm excited for, but I don't know that um other people are excited for. Is this new show called um it's called uh li- the Librarians? That, that looks interesting. Let's get ready to start up. Sunday at eight, so I might I might live check it out. That. Okay, yeah. we'll see if it's worth watching. Um, we had comments on the episode recipes bathtub in episode eight thirty seven. Shaw says. Where can I find this wonderful Black Dynamite music? I need it. Well, I put it on our Facebook page, uh, and I put it on our Twitter. So y'all should be following us on social media. Aggie Nick says, first of all, love the show, even day walking. I don't even watch The Walking Dead, but plan to binge watch in my free time over the next month. I know it was Ferguson black people, but I did not expect to be as fucked with, with as I was listening to that ignorant ass news correspondent discussing the Rams. What an idiot. These players. He might as well said these niggers have no respect for the white man's police. Correct. Claiming that it is a known lie that Brown was not shot with his hands up. Come on, man. Who put these people on TV? The most upsetting part is that millions of people are watching and agreeing with his ignorant ass. Correct. Oh, yeah. I've turned off the news because that's another yeah. branch of people making money off of our tragedy. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't. Like they like, you know, I saw the other day. I didn't watch the show, but I saw on Twitter Don Lemon retweeted and Coulter and and Coulter was like going on Don Lemon show in 34 minutes y'all tune in why why the fuck would she be on TV in a time like this what to say she, some bullshit what could she possibly have that is constructive to add to this discussion and, and fuck Don Lemon for even having like if nothing else tells you where that dude's coming from, that is the that should tell you everything about that guy. 
because any journalist of their salt of any moral integrity and fiber at all would, would say not. no this bitch does not get to come on my show in a time of fucking crisis to troll black people Come she does now. not get to do that. I'm not going to have her on to promote any fucking book. She's about ratings. She's not coming on my show. That's journalistic integrity. We've told people they can't come on this show before. Mm-hmm. We've had people reach out to, hey, would you guys like to have, yeah. uh, you know, or, or, you know, people have emailed, y'all should got to get black, GOP black chick on. Never no. in my fucking life. Why? Why would I do that? Nope. What, what, what constructive shit does she have to add to any conversation? You know, we, you know, um, who else? Charlemagne, you know, they were like, oh, we can get him from MTV. Why? Like, he's got his own genre of what he does. He trolls celebrities and says ignorant shit. That's cool. And that's his lane. I don't want it on my show. You know, this is my platform. This is, this is what we do. And we try not to promote just stupid ass ignorance. For the sake of ignorance to get people to listen. Correct. You know, if that was the case, we just pull out, just pull our dicks out and walk around with the camera. Look at my dick, y'all. Watch the blackout tips. Fuck that. Right. I actually want to do something with substance that's thought out. That so yeah, having Ann Coulter on your show, so so she you can bring on like a reasonable black person for them to argue with, and you pretend to moderate both sides mm-hmm. like you don't. Like, like one of them, like both of them are being reasonable. Nope. Fuck you. You don't get my money. I'm not watching your goddamn commercials on your station and I'm never watching a TV show. You know, that's pretty much what he does now. Let's talk about why black people shouldn't say the N word. Yeah. Cause you're the fucking authority on that. Inviting and culture on your show. Okay. Yeah. Cause you know how she cares about the black community. And I'm sure she's not going to be insensitive to the people that just lost a member of that community from uh police killing them. Right. She's going to talk about it with the appropriate nuance and, and empathy. Yeah. Fuck you. Still trying to figure out just what the hell Pharrell has been talking about since his Oprah interview. I've lost so much respect for Charles Barkley. His dumb ass can barely pronounce English words as a nerve to judge the intelligence uh, of a race he is part of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's the worst. Um, yeah. Uh, also Pharrell is, he, I think he got admonished for his original new black statement. And now he's trying his best to stay on message. Correct. Cause he's doing his best to not talk about race in any way. And oh, then, he was like, I'm saying full clear of that bullshit. Yeah. He's like, you know, I just feel that we're all humans and we are all losing people. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Okay. We're not all losing shit. When you see a pattern, it's okay to point out this pattern. They are killing niggas like hotcakes. It's cool to say, bro. It'll be okay. If the kind of white person that's going to not buy your album because you said that, you don't need they racist ass dollars anyway because they don't really like your ass anyway. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Rod, I agree with you that these celebrities and their personal lives and beliefs should be separate from their professional lives. We'll always respect this game, but I do not think I can look at him the same as, a, as an analyst. Man, I do. I can understand it. I like I said, for me, it happens more naturally. Like I never boy, I've never boycotted an artist in my life. Like I just stopped listening to that shit. Like I right, just, like it's just natural. I just be like, man, that, that dude is a dick. I can't not think about how he's a dick. Like every time I watch this motherfucker start talking, I'm like, isn't that dude a dick? Uh, it's the same thing happened with me. Art with me for R. Kelly, where you know, I I can't even really listen to old R. Kelly. Cause I just can't not think about what the fuck he did mm-hmm. that, you know, like, is he writing this about a, a grown woman or oh, a little girl? girl? 
um that being said i'm not saying this music's not jamming nobody gets to take that away from you i didn't boycott him there's no principle there it just naturally happened i was like i don't want to watch this nigga shit yeah, yeah. i turn it on like oh no click turn that off yeah so like i haven't even listened to his albums um like his new shit i haven't i don't even know what's on there me either you know, and people was laughing care. at people was laughing at trapped in the closet and shit. I don't know the words to trapped in the closet because I was just like this nigga pedophile. I couldn't. I right? Couldn't, is he trapped in there with a kid? What the fuck is happening? I no, thank you. I can't not think of it. I wish I could, but it's so. I'll just be like this nigga be fucking little kids, man. What's wrong with y'all? Oh my god. So yeah, I think that's what happens for people like Barkley too. Is like I don't do a boycott. I'll never. Like, I think TNT's halftime show is probably one of the best TV shows of all time. But, you know, when I l- tried to look at the clip of him and Kenny debate, and I turned it off three or four minutes in, and I wa- in my mind I wanted to see the whole thing, but I just was like, why, why are these niggas a spokesman for race in America? Right. They just some basketball players. No offense, but this is a basketball halftime show. What are y'all doing? You would never see this shit on, like, ESPN would never cut to fucking – uh, uh, Boom and Tom Jackson talking about some motherfucking, Mm-mm. talking about some motherfucking Ferguson dog. Nope, will not happen. Anyway, P.S. I remember reading or hearing somewhere earlier this year that prison rape is actually very common. I've heard that too. I'll never forget because ever since I heard this, I've looked at many acquaintances and social media friends I know who've been locked up very differently, basically giving them the yeah, you got rape nod. Hope this wasn't too long. Peace. Uh, well, you know, Aggie Nick, maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but, uh, I definitely feel sympathy for anybody that's been sexually assaulted, man. Correct. Seems like a terrible thing to go through. Male or female. Yeah. Like, I don't even, I mean, you're gonna have to get these jokes off for the podcast. I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm sure there's gonna be a bunch of jokes and shit, but in real, like, real talk, uh, I can't imagine, like, making fun of somebody that got raped. Uh, B-Burk33609 says, man, I've been looking forward, looking and looking, and I can't find any of those songs on the soundtrack of Black Dynamite. You got to post that somewhere. I will buy that shit in a minute. I told y'all. Facebook.com slash the Black Guy with Tips. Why aren't you liking our page yet? And it's on SoundCloud, people. Yeah. Why aren't you liking our page? Hmm? Oh, following us. Yeah. Why aren't you following the Black Guy with Tips on on Twitter, at TBGWT? Yeah, you can go to. I posted it there. Right. You can go to our site, theblackguywhotips.com. And sign your email up so when Rod gets to posting this shit, you will get an email notification. Well, I didn't post it on the website, but. Okay. J-R-M-E-A-T-X says, it's been a long while since I had a chance to comment. It's been hectic in these Apple streets. Mr. Chatroom, shout out to them. But I religiously listened to the previous day's show the following day. Love you guys. Still a premium member. Love that premium goodness. I need something to fill the void that Jello Pudding Pops used to fill. Yeah. Now they are just Cosby's dicks. He Aww. made he made a lot of people out there suck his dick. A whole lot. I'm okay. I'll be okay. <laughs> you sound distraught. Uh regarding the evidence that exonerates Wilson, nine out of ten jurors had to agree on the charge to indict Wilson, so seventy five percent of the jurors had to agree. It's a supermajority. Anyone who says Joe Scarborough uh that though to Joe Sarbo that those facts are proven is willfully deceitful. Sixteen to twenty nine witnesses said he had his hands up and eleven of them couldn't say either way. So out of eighteen witnesses, that 
testify either yes or no to whether mike brown had his hands up 16 said yes darren wilson was not asked whether he had his hands up so joe is full of it to say is uh to say it's a lie he knows it yeah that's the thing they want to score points and you don't score points by having a nuanced discussion of you know the st louis rams players are putting their hands up and you know what we don't know if he had his hands up or not that's really the truth we don't know some of us believe the witnesses some people are predisposed to not believe them but we know the witnesses accounts vary correct so the truth is even those of us who feel that he must have had his hands up we don't know for sure Mm -hmm. what i do know is if someone was going around um i wouldn't be able to say somebody lied with the impunity that he said it but you need a hot take on television you can't say that nuanced shit in a two-minute soundbite you gotta say fuck these niggas they lying and then it's like "Mm, grab that put that on youtube get the ads for it you know uh darren wilson testified that michael brown grabbed his gun and wrenched it back towards his thigh his gun was never tested for fingerprints the wound on michael brown's hand showed his his hand was near the gun not on it my question would be if you pulled your gun on michael brown first and he went to stop you and you shot him in the hand would that be why there's gun residue on the wound in his hand and blood in the car this wasn't asked before because the grand prosecutors didn't want to ask but we know what happened and the grand jury proved that nah bro anyway you guys be easy i will try to catch you uh live as much as i can you guys are awesome yeah also um let's why are we acting like everything that happens in a courtroom is acceptable as fact because these same people for show for show do not fuck with oj simpson oh and that nigga did it as far as they're concerned joe would never have oj simpson on his fucking show and you couldn't be like because fact he he didn't do that shit he got found not guilty so you got to nah he would never because he doesn't care he would never so you can't can't get that dude any credit the poll for episode 838 semen cookies was would you eat semen cookies for a million dollars 67 percent of y'all said sign me up Mm -hmm. 33 percent of you said "Ooh, hell no Scott Jammer said, ooh, Rod and Karen, y'all put that nasty pick up on the website. Just nasty. Shaking my head. <laughs> Dr. Manning says, it depends. What kind of semen is in it? Oh, Lord. He must mean that male semen, Karen. Uh, the, the um, poll, I mean, we had a couple, we had like five comments on this episode. Wow. My voice is going to be hoarse by the end of this. Lisa lv711 says i have to agree with rod when he said that the overt shootings of black men and boys i feel are a result of the election of president obama to this day certain segments of the population still aren't convinced he is a u.s citizen they have yet to realize hawaii is the 50th state so as long as they feel they can disrespect the president of the united states they feel they can disrespect any and all black people especially our black men yeah i i mean i hate to sound conspiratorial conspiratorial blah 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 like that but i can't think of something i I, i'm racked my brain i can't think of anything else it's almost like they're just going well we couldn't stop this nigga from being president but we can stop these black people from feeling like they equal to us now you're not equal to us and you never will be yeah we can kill you and it won't be shit we won't even have a trial it won't be shit that can happen from it so you're gonna deal with this 
afro diva says i'm surprised that people are surprised about these non-indictments i knew from the very beginning that this would be the outcome in the case of mike brown they started to cover up and misinformation immediately well let's be honest i don't think people were surprised with the mike brown non-indictment necessarily i think they were upset Mm -hmm. and i think that's different and i think the distinction is important like i would not put that on people you know i think you can be upset about something you know is coming and still like it's like if if um you know if your dog got sick and the, the vet was like your dog's gonna pass away when the dog pass away you still gonna cry and be hurt and distraught yeah like you still gonna cry you know like it's an emotional thing you know is coming and i think people knew that they were setting up the, the the darren wilson thing immediately for him to not even be indicted to not have any consequences yep and we all knew it but people still felt very upset by it and mm. I, I i understand that right they clearly never had any intention of arresting darren wilson and made sure it would never happen as much as i admire the protesters i knew they were protesting in vain which makes what they went through that much sadder i don't think it's in vain yeah it depends on how you define in vain like what do you think the purpose of that protest was because i didn't see their protest as we're going to make sure darren wilson gets arrested and treated like a criminal Mm -hmm. i thought the purpose of that protest was to show the injustice and spread the word and i thought they really did bring attention to that city and what was happening there yeah and also too i think that a lot of people has different definitions of what protesting is a lot of times when people protest especially when it's like physical protest when you go out to locations a lot of times the protesting then is bigger than the initial issue i think the issue was like hey we are tired of seeing people die hey black lives matter it's bigger so i don't consider it and i don't count it in vain because regardless of what quote-unquote side if you pick the side that you had to be on it started national discussions about race and racism and shit like that that honestly otherwise would not have happened mm-hmm. um <clears throat> as far as eric garner here in new york that is just the status quo a case after case either the cops are not charged or that if they do have a trial they are never convicted well people i think people did not expect this they didn't know if he'd be convicted but uh i think everybody thought that he would be charged or there was a good chance he would be charged i'm actually a little surprised you're not surprised because um there there was a legit videotape and that is a new level i think well we yeah, watch we watch someone lose their life on videotape three feet away that i think that's a new level of like holy shit that that that's egregious right because when a lot of this stuff is that he say she say police officers versus versus you know the witnesses and what happened but this actually was a physical um tape so i think that's why a lot more people uh are like you saw this motherfucking tape you you the the coroner said that it was a homicide uh you're actually uh doing a tactic that your own uh uh, police department demand but yet you're not even going to take it to court you know odds are yeah you're right odds are they probably wouldn't have been convicted of anything but i think for most people's problem is that 
you don't even get a chance to go to court. That's, I think, to me personally, that's the biggest goddamn issue. Regardless if you're found guilty or not guilty or, or none of that, the problem is that people can die and you don't even get your day in court like the quote unquote American way that you promise people that, 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 uh, if crimes are committed, you will get your day in court. You steal that from people and that's the issue. Yeah. I'm not, like I said, I get why people for that one were surprised. I get why they were, man. Me too. And it came 10 days after a bunch of arguing about, well, that's because they don't have tape if they have body cameras. And so people got to see that. <laughs> like I said, I hate being right about these things. I fucking hate it. I wish I was wrong, but they got to see exactly what I was, my point, which is even with body cameras, people are going to see what they want to see Correct. because they don't see you as a person, as a human they being. Just see you, they, they, they see you like a, as a fucking, animal that can't control itself that's it um <clears throat> they commit their murders in the black community and their trials are moved to another jurisdiction where they will have an all-white jury and they are acquitted yeah that's true i'm past the point where i can be placated by some farce of a trial that will never result in the punishment for these murders there is no justice in the justice system when the police murder black victims until we get laws on the books mandated mandating punishment for these crimes the police will continue to execute us as they please because they know they won't ever have to spend a day in jail I'm equally full of rage and sorrow, and it all just seems so hopeless. Well, I agree with that, man. And I don't know even <laughs> who gonna pass the law that like who and then enforce that law. Right. It's like the system fucked up. Like there's no, hey, can y'all pass a law to not kill black people? Like why should it never pass? Right. It's always a hate crime when the citizen does it. But anyway, HC says true story. I worked with the district attorney's office one year. Uh, got the opportunity to sit in on grand jury sessions. The DA wasn't getting indictments as quickly as he wanted, so after lunch, he brought in a detective who put on a horrifying presentation of how gangs, black and brown specifically, were infiltrating our middle and high schools. Nigga, those terrified housewives on the grand jury were cranking out indictments left and right after that, which is to say, to say the DA has so much control over getting indictments because beyond what we know grand juries only determine if there's enough evidence to go to trial not whether someone is innocent or guilty with that as a backdrop the whole drawn out process and particularly the ferguson press conference was a big slap in the face correct because his job is not whether or not somebody is innocent or guilty his job is to say hey i think that charges should be pressed and i don't think he wanted to press the charges so guess what nothing happened uh, Tundi says, one, or Tundi, it cracks me up how much Karen hates on J. Cole. As, as my favorite current rapper, I'm just amused at the stark contrast of how we view him. I actually posted an article link on the song, of the song from Complex on Facebook and ended up getting into an argument with a woman who apparently stands for Eminem. I had to school her real quick though. Number two, semen cookies? What kind of nasty motherfuckers are y'all? Now, I can't even say I wouldn't do it if the opportunity presented itself for a milli. <laughs> but if it were a fifth, we'd all be drunk. Well, I mean, if you would eat them, then you worse than me. You definitely worse than me. Uh, number three, as far as the non-indictment of Eric Garner's murder, it just shows America and the whole world just how little this country values black life. With Trayvon, they asked for eyewitnesses. With Mike, they asked for witnesses. They, they said the witnesses weren't credible. If only we had video evidence. With Eric, oh, well, we never liked y'all black asses anyway. Yeah, that sums it up. And I think that's why it was a stomach punch, because it's been getting consecutive, more and more worse. Now, maybe some 
afro diva was already at the point where she was like i just don't expect anything but i really do feel like people thought if there was a case that showed how shit could you know needed to be sessed out during the trial i thought that was it d says i cannot get enough of this show when rod asked the guys in the chat room if they would eat semen cookies for one million dollars and that one guy in the chat tried to make the circumstances more plausible by asking will my homeboys find out i (laughs) i died i think that was ashley three classy uh from black astronauts one because rod was like yeah that means you would do it (laughs) also because it reminds me of those family guy moments where peter would ask something like would you rather be a homeless crazy war vet or a handicapped hitler regarding the eric garner issue i want to say i saw this coming once darren wilson wasn't indicted i lost all hope for any other cases going on hate to give up hope so quickly but seems like for now these cops are just gonna do what they want love you guys love the show peace love and sushi well thank you very much uh d um and i think that's it for all the comments we got some voicemails uh to play i think we got two of them uh let's see hey, here we're gonna eat oh never mind yeah emails, hey, and Karen. emails is after voice okay all right hey rod and Karen. this is uh Kara hawk sometimes i pop in on uh on the chat when you guys have your live show i just wanted to thank you guys so much for what you said at the last part of a uh, saturday's show you know, about President Obama. There's some podcasters that I really love listening to, and I just had to delete them because there's always this guy who's supportive of of a lot of Democrat or a lot of liberal things, and then they don't go out and vote. Now, just to give you guys a quick look at my background, you know, I'm I'm a legal resident in this country. I'm, I'm an immigrant in America, you know, and... Right now, a big thing that's hitting is immigration. And when you don't go out and vote, you hurt just, just for the people who, who, who consider themselves liberal or progressive out there. When you guys don't go out and vote, you hurt people who don't have a right to vote. Children, immigrants like me, people who, who are like ex-felons and they're just trying to fix their life, you know, people where it's illegal for them to vote. You hurt us because we don't have a voice. It's not cute when you say that you don't vote because you don't believe in the government and the system, especially after two presidential wins for Barack Obama and and one win where where the Democratic Party became the majority. Mm -hmm. You have to get out of your head that if you don't vote, that somehow that's going to be a sign of protest. I mean, honestly, Rod and Karen, I don't think neither one of you guys have ever lost sleep from somebody who's not part of your premium or somebody who doesn't listen to your podcast. I don't know why people who think that they do not vote, that politicians care, okay? You're non-existent when you don't vote. You're pretty much saying that I would rather pay my taxes and let you do whatever you want because the government system still chugs when you do not vote. And when you do vote, that means they have to listen to you by law. They don't have to listen to me as an immigrant by law. So I thank you guys so much for what y'all said about Barack Obama. I thank you guys so much for what you said about some people who just who just talk so much so much shit. And then when people really need them to go out there and help, they don't help. Remember, guys, when y'all don't vote, you put my family on the risk when you don't do that. People I care about who can't vote because they're not American citizens yet. You know, thank you guys so much for hearing me out. Talk to y'all later. Bye. 
Oh man, Please. that was a dope voicemail. Thanks, Tara Hall. That was sweet, and I agree yeah. with you. I really, really do agree with you. And I think for me personally, because once you know history and you understand how things are set up and you understand that black people always didn't have the rights that we do now and people had to die and blood had to be shed. And uh, when you realize that uh, even people quote unquote, that's considered white now was not always Italians were not always considered white. It was other groups that Jews were not considered white. There were other groups who now there are accepted when they were not always accepted when they first got here. And so it's just one of those things where, yes, I do believe that, uh, I don't mind, uh, voting for immigration. I don't mind voting for gay rights. I don't mind, uh, voting for civil rights. I don't mind voting for affirmative action because it's one of those things where you cannot stop race and racism and you cannot stop things that have been embedded in our country for years. You cannot stop our country ever getting over free labor slavery you can't stop these things and there's nothing you could say or do other than cast your vote and let people know i will not stand for this bullshit and i will stand on the behalf of people who don't have rights here's the thing man i was thinking about this from my perspective about race right president obama is probably in my lifetime the most forward-thinking president we've ever had about race the only one that seems to even care about these issues, right? Correct. The only one that can say Trayvon Martin would look like my son would look like him if I had a son. Um, the only dude that can humanize these things, and I'll be goddamned if I'm gonna disrespect him or watch him be disrespected because people are mad because they're not gonna have these qualifications for the next people in office nope i don't know what hillary clinton really thinks about ferguson because she talked about it one time after a fundraiser for a couple of minutes when she was already done speaking and she hadn't said shit since right i don't know what uh, i don't know what other politics the next president of the united states will probably not even be asked about the shit in a press conference or no. in a debate. this won't even be a debate question so I'm a little spoiled right now, okay? Because this is the closest we're going to get. Now, it's not my fault that other motherfuckers lower the bar for people if they're not black and they go, well, I don't expect a white person to care about my issues. You're going to vote for them, right? Yeah. So then you should expect them to care, right? We're a constituency just like anybody else. True. This is the first person to actually give a fuck. First person. Right. And if you vote my vote, tell me why I should vote for you. Right. You know, President Obama's talked about Michael Sam. Pres like, this is a dude that, mm -hmm. you know, he gives a fuck and he talks about these issues. So, all that being said, the next time I vote will probably not be for my issues. It probably won't be. It's probably going to be back to normal where I'm voting for like, well, I would like to see marriage equality. I would like to see uh people have pro be pro i like to be people to have the choice of being abortion or not right i'd like to see planned parenthood open i'd like to see immigration happen i like that's what i'm gonna be voting oh, for yeah. i'd like to see obamacare i don't need it but other people do so i would like to see people be able to have it that's gonna be me next time i vote and i was so disenchanted with people watching them just just screeds of anti-Obama bullshit going up and down Twitter and Facebook and shit. Mm -hmm. 
like i was really at the point a couple of weeks ago where i was or maybe it was even last weekend where i was just like what's the fucking point like what's the point of putting my vote in with the same these idiots like why doesn't my vote count for seven if theirs counts for one because right. these motherfuckers can't see the forest for the trees and i don't need this type of like uh just completely irrational emotionality governing anything but i'm glad you called in i'm glad you left that email because mm-hmm. i needed to hear that to be honest man like i just needed to hear it because i it was just so like frustrating to be like god damn man like y'all really like y'all really think that the president does it by himself and he's like king of the black people and shit and he's supposed to be martin luther king combined with malcolm x combined with you know like uh all these great black people and and fix everything by himself and you're you're forgetting your civics class lessons and i feel like uh, I was letting those people get to me so much that I was just like, I don't even know if I care next time to vote. Like, I might, for the first time in my life, be like, I'm not even going to walk up to the voting booth, dog. What's the fucking point? But you're right. It's self-defeatist. It is. But And, mm-hmm. and the people that say that shit, typically, they just are justifying. They don't want to go. They want to be lazy. And they don't really care about anybody or anything that much. So... uh you know, it's it's odd to me, like you said, you listen to certain people, I listen to different podcasts and shit, all these liberal views, all these liberal points of view, right. all this shit about, you know, I want marriage equality, I want marijuana to legalize, I want this, mm-hmm. but don't vote, because voting is bullshit. Okay, I guess, okay, I guess you just, the how world's these, just going to stop and do everything for you, huh? Right, and how are all these changes going to take place if you don't? yeah so thanks tara hawk um thank you sweetie next voicemail now this joint is like four minutes we'll see if you ain't talking about nothing we will delete this just let let you know it's almost five minutes yo what's going on riding again this mr stand up in michigan no longer in the v um and i was calling because i wanted to talk to you guys about the um the payday loan stuff man i got intimate (laughs) experience with the payday loans, man, when I wasn't exactly in the most financially stable uh, condition, uh, I, I had to take on some payday loans back in the day. And it's a vicious cycle, man. I wouldn't advise anybody take it or, you know, um, get involved in that if they can avoid it, you know, by any means, man. Uh, just just one example of uh, one of the things that happened to me, man. I remember when uh, when I had a car, one of my cars took a shit on me, man. I had to get rid of it and I had no vehicle and I needed a car in order to keep my employment. So, uh, I ended up the only, the only viable option that I thought I had at that particular moment in time was to take out a payday loan. And I took out about $600. I found this place online said that they would, uh, you know, they could forward me the money within 24 hours. Uh, I got $600 and I was told and I was, I was led to believe that I could pay this loan off in three installments. You know, they would take $230 out of my paycheck every uh, every pay period until the loan was uh, fulfilled. So uh, I did that, got the car, saved my job, and then they uh, continued. They took $230 out of my paycheck for three pay periods. So I'm thinking, okay, cool. They got their money. They got their fees. I'm good. And I got the whip. Now I'm straight, right? No. No, that's not what happened. They ended up uh, taking another $230 out of my paycheck uh, 
after you know a subsequent pay period. So that's like a little bit over eight hundred dollars they've taken from me now. So I called them up to try to figure out what the hell is going on, like why they continue to take money out of my checking account. And they told me that my loan wasn't paid off, that I would have to pay the six hundred dollars all in one lump sum before they would close out the loan. What? And because they had access to my checking account that I gave to them. Because they had access to my checking account, they would continue to take out two hundred and thirty dollars every time until I go on ahead to, until I went on ahead to pay them uh, six hundred dollars in one lump sum. So what I ended up doing was just fuck said fuck it and close that account, open up another checking account, right? And and left that alone. But even to this day, like I get phone calls um, from India sometimes. Sometimes I get phone calls from you know all over the place. Man, I get like my phone will ring and I'll get. Uh, caller ID to give me like five digit numbers one digit numbers I had one time somebody called me with the caller ID of star like that was the only number that came up and they'll call all the time talking about they were threatening legal action they're gonna they're gonna sue me they're going to uh, they're going to uh, garnish my paychecks uh, all sorts of different threatening actions man and then another thing too is that they start sending me emails of arrest warrants now I don't know if anybody is uh, <laughs> I don't know if anybody's like First enough in the law to know that nobody who's going to arrest you is going to send you the arrest warrant in an email. It's just not going to happen. Right. They're going to come and get your ass. They're just going to come and get you and present you with the arrest warrant there. And I'm going to try to keep this down, you know, less than three minutes. I know you guys got to hurry up and get through it. But just a couple tips, man. Anytime somebody calls you on uh, on a collections call, if they can't provide you with any documentation of the said debt that you owe, that's probably a fraudulent uh, collection, and you should probably, you know. Uh, Take as much information down on those people as much as you can and take that to uh, to uh, some type of legal representation on your behalf. Another thing, too, man, uh, a lot of them will um, they'll threaten, you know, not not only just suing you, but they'll also threaten you with, uh, you know, arrest. You know, like I said, they, they threaten you with an arrest or an email. So a lot of it is just. Uh, trying to get you to give them money that you don't necessarily owe. Like, and I, like I said, I'm trying to keep this quick, but yeah, man, if you can, please, 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 don't get yourself involved with payday loans, man. It's a scam through and mm. through. I know a lot of folks can't avoid it because of certain circumstances, but if you can, stay away from them. Trust me, I know. <laughs> All right? And I'm going to get on off of here because I know you guys got to get through the show, but uh, thanks for taking my car and I heard... I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Peace. Shit, dog. Sorry, I had to play his outro music. What were you saying, Karen? Oh, shit. I ain't know it was like that in these streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's dangerous out here when they won't stay money, Karen. Right. And they was like, well, hey, you gave us... And I guarantee you, like like uh, Mr. Spence said, they didn't tell you initially that you was going you need to literally pay us in one lump sum mm-hmm. um <clears throat> wow that's crazy that's insane uh we do have email uh voicemail i mean emails and of course the phone lines are open 704-557-0186 186. uh yo you're on with the blackout tips hey rod and karen it's leslie mack how are you Good. hey leslie what's up how's it going great good sweetie awesome I actually was calling to talk specifically about um, the conversation you guys were having about the protest in Toronto where there were specific instructions for non-black 
participants. Oh, mm-hmm. well, yeah, yeah for, for the white people to sit in the back. Right. So um, I, I've been doing uh, a lot of uh, work in the movement and attending and planning lots of protests in various cities. And I just wanted to give a quick perspective of um, of an organizer on why it is really necessary to make those kinds of things very explicit when you're planning them. Um, you know, part of the issue with the movement is that mainstream media, as you all know, is um, derelict in reporting the accuracy of what's really going on, both with the issues we are trying to bring up and also with the actual protests themselves, what's going on in them, what the point of them is, how organized they are, um, how nonviolent they are, um, and what is actually trying to be accomplished. So a lot of people are only getting the real story from people like you, um, other podcasters, and non-mainstream sources of news. I know for me, that's my main source of information is social media and outlets like yourself where you're actually telling the truth and reporting what's really going on. Um, the issue is that when you're working with a large group of people and you are trying to craft what the message is going to be, you have to be careful on, one, who's delivering the message and how it's coming across. And unfortunately, our white allies are very unaccustomed to taking direction from people of color. It's just not something that comes naturally to most of them. It's a foreign space to be in. And so they'll get a lot of pushback from white people, even though they're well-meaning, even though they're, you know, quote-unquote down for the cause, even though they're there for the right reasons, their natural instincts and their privilege gets in the way. And it becomes a situation where you have to be explicit because otherwise it turns into a situation of a show that they're putting on and the message is completely lost that you're trying to get across. Um, I'll give two quick examples that happened literally this week at two protests that I was at. Uh, one was we did, as you mentioned, um, a lot of the activity recently has been surrounding these die-ins where we're taking over spaces and just dropping to the floor and just not moving to, to really make ourselves known and be a disruptive force to the average American. And so we did one of these in Philadelphia. We had some specific instructions at time we were going to do it and asking that um, non-people of color, while we wanted them to sit with us and be there, um, that we wanted them to not lay all the way down and just have the people of color lay down. So about 10 minutes before everything was supposed to happen, there were news cameras there and a bunch of non-people of color who clearly had gotten the memo not to sit down or not to lay down because they were sitting, brought their signs over and were posing for all of the news cameras that were there. Now, we were trying to have an action that was impactful at a specific moment. We all were going to be doing something, and it diminished from the action because these people had decided upon themselves to act differently in that moment. And so we had to kind of change course and move to a separate section so that it was clear that we were all doing something together. And even in that, you saw the people that were trying to really just get with the cameras as soon as we started our action run across the place that we were, bring the signs that they had made to hold up, and it, it created a, a negative space where it didn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Similarly, in Grand Central Station, we had a similar um, protest that we did. It was a die-in, and everybody laid down. There weren't any um, specific instructions with the exception. We do ask that you let the people that are leading the protest be the ones that are speaking to the media. And a white gentleman that was there for the protest decided to stand in the middle of all of the people that were participating in the die-in, make a noose out of his scarf, 
and hold it up as though he was being hanged so all the cameras could take pictures of him. This is a white person. So I only call attention to those things because I know it seems like it would be easy not to make specific requests, but when you don't, it really creates a difficult situation and a, a source of conflict where you really are trying not to have them in the moment of doing that action. So I just wanted to just bring that perspective to it and just say that it's not a judgment um, situation, but it really is sometimes a logistical one uh, where you're dealing with people who may, this may be the first time they've ever done any of this work before. They may have never participated in a protest, which is something we're seeing a lot in this movement just because of the age of the people that are participating. And there's a level of um, education that needs to happen around that, and some of that is how... Um, different people act in the situation. So what about, I just wanted to mention that. What about trying some less aggressive tactics with the white people? Like, why not put, like, the cheese in the back of the protest? <laughs> so then they'll be near the back because that's where the cheese is. And then the black people will <laughs> be up front because, that, you know, we'll, they, they actually will be there for the cause. And then, you know, you don't have to, like, write an email explicitly telling them, you know, don't be the center of anything, uh, stand in the back. Like, you won't even have to do that because you are, like, you, like, when the cameras got the keys in the mix. Right. When the cameras come, y'all just tell them, like, oh, did y'all know that there's, there's a line back there? There's a sale on khakis. Uh, right, right at the mall behind us. Oh, Navy got the best sale on right now. Flip flops. No, I, no. I, for the record, I do understand um, that. <laughs> I just, I hate the, I, I hate the idea of allyship so much, but I understand that. It's so hate. do I. I understand that it's I crucial. Hate it as well. Yeah, it's it's crucial to these movements because a lot of times people can't understand or relate to the idea in any other way. Um, but God damn, I hate, I just hate it, Leslie. Like, I want you I to, hate it too. like it. And I, and I guess in my mind, I feel like, well, if someone is there to support these people, they shouldn't need to be told. It feels like, why would the fuck would you need to be told right. this? Why are you here? I wish, you know what I, I mean? I wish it was true. I, I hear you. No, it's obviously, you know, I, like I said, you're right. I don't have the experience in the space. When I was reading it, I just kept thinking like, but what asshole would think they were helping by right. putting up, holding a, holding a noose up and being like, look, I'm a white guy being hanged and, and yeah. put, get me on camera. Like, I would just be like, but that that's that's obvious. You don't even understand the issue. I was talking on Twitter about um the same thing I said on the show about the criminalization of black people and how it actually is a possibly America's number one industry. Um And, and uh, I was just like, you know, this woman came in and was like, well, what about the, you keep saying white people. What about the white people who are at the protest and the rallies and stuff? And I was like, I don't give a fuck. you like, I, you just, you're, so you're a good person. You're decent. You believe in fairness. Why would you get a bonus point? Cause you're white and you believe in fairness. Like, right. It's, yeah, it's I, like <laughs> bully for you. It's like people, guys that, that want to get a pat on the back for babysit, quote unquote, babysitting their kids. Right. Like, that's your kid. Right, yeah. That's your job. Like, um, and not to mention, you know, I didn't get to say this earlier. This isn't our mess. Like, nope. to anything, if anything, 
people should be thanking all these black people that take it upon themselves to go places and be like hey can you please stop killing us because honestly they're the ones who it's not their job and they really can't fix it because we're not the ones pulling the trigger so Mm-mm. i don't understand why the fuck i would thank anybody more than anyone else just because they happen to nope. be white so i definitely do understand that privilege and how it can blind people uh when they're in these spaces so i yeah i mean I'm, i appreciate you calling in and giving a different perspective on it because i i meant to go back and talk about this but you know so much shit popped off <laughs> after it's this too much shit popping off yeah i never um, got to go back and correct it yeah and you know drew's been working a lot on talking to his white people that's his that's his cause uh <laughs> that he's his thing he's been bringing to the table so he's working really hard at it just kind of having these hard conversations and he has this whole thing um, but even he, he's married to a black, uh, woman and, uh, has a full half of his family is black and everything. And I have to check him on his privilege sometimes. Last week right. he was having a whole dialogue about, oh, I don't like the word ally. What else can we use? And having this whole conversation. And he came up to me and he was like, well, what other words should we use? And I said, let me tell you something. The privilege that you have to have an academic discussion about a title before right. you've done a goddamn thing right. is part of the fucking problem. Because I don't care what you call yourself. Right. You're either fighting for change or you're not. And I don't think you need a title to do those things. Yeah, it's, so, it's like, right. I actually, it's like, it, weird. it wears me out because, you know, we do the show, we talk about a bunch of shit. It wears me out and I'm, I'm not telling people not to do it. I'm not even telling them they're wrong for doing it. But it always freaks me out when someone writes in there like, you know, I'm this and I appreciate y'all, you know, discussing this topic and blah. Cause to me, I was just expressing like, I think this is right and this is wrong. I wasn't being like, you know, and you should thank me because I don't have to care about this shit, ladies. So make sure you sitting in those emails. Like, I didn't, yes, I'm not gay. So why should I give a fuck about your rights? Give yeah. me a cookie. No, I care right. because you're a human being. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It's a sticky situation because I do understand also feeling thankful that people do care that quote unquote don't have to care. I understand the impulse, but. If you're waiting on a thank you from me, you shit ain't is, gonna get it. it'll never come. It. Yeah, it'll never come because yeah. we're, we're just, you're either trying to be good or you're not. It's, it, it's right. not complicated at all. It sure is not. And uh, I was at a, uh, a panel discussion with Cornell West and he had a thing. He said that he thinks every white person in America should give a black person when they cross their path a standing goddamn ovation because after <laughs> four years, 400 years of persecution and criminalization and uh, racism, we come back with calls for justice and love. And every goddamn one of us deserves a standing ovation when a white person crosses our path. So yeah. that's all I'll say about who needs to be thanked. Because it's not working white people. That's what I, yeah. That's what I told that lady, um, when she asked what about the white people, I was just like, shouldn't you be thinking the black people for showing up so you don't have to be alone? Because it's only a couple of y'all that give a fuck about this, but it's all of y'all pulling the trigger. Like, is, is, like, there's not this, like, um, diversity in the people that are actually killing the black people. So maybe you should be embarrassed and just show up if we're going to play that game. I just thought it's nice of the protesters to go out, period, for everybody, not quite black, black whatever. Just anybody. And then she was like, you're the real racist. And I was like, blocked. <laughs> well, that's what they, that's, that's their trope that they always like to go to. Yeah. And I also wanted to um, just say thanks for mentioning that, that phrase that it's not a joke, um, because it's definitely something that has been 
if there's something that gets me really agitated, like I'm upset, obviously I'm always angry about the situation, but if it's one thing that sets me off is this notion um, that this is a joke that's going on, that right. we're playing a fucking game out here. Right. Um, you know, because I work with all these young people who are inspiring and motivated and uh, incredible and are honest to goodness, they are willing to die because they don't have a fucking choice. Right. This is the world. They are the ones that are affected by this situation. And for real, they are, they are ready. Yeah. And when I see people making jokes, I, I just, I fucking lose it. I went yeah. off on somebody that's a member of Drew's family just this week, posted some bullshit. He went by uh, the White House and they had signs saying justice for all. Um, and I guess that means they want them to play some deep cuts from Metallica. Apparently, apparently that's a Metallica uh, oh, okay. album. I wouldn't know about that. And mm. I was like, really? This is where you go. And yeah. then he gave me the fucking non-apology. Oh, I'm sorry if you were offended. No, don't be sorry that I was offended. Be sorry that you're a motherfucking asshole. How about right. you be sorry for that? No doubt, man. Well, good luck, Leslie. Oof. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Thanks for yes, calling now. in. Peace. Bye. Bye. Man, yeah, that, um, yeah, I did forget about that article, but I meant to talk about that again, like, because uh, that one girl was on Twitter talking about some. we need to thank her because she white and she had this rally. And I was like, mm-hmm. see, this is why they got to give y'all niggas instructions because this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, you ought to just show up and say, I'm here. What can I do to you're help? The, you're the real race, racist for not thanking me enough. Bitch, if you don't get the fuck out of my face. Ain't that the truth? I'm the real racist? Mm, you ain't seen no racism yet. Not to mention, like, you're, so you're basically your de- you're saying your default is to be racist and you hey i didn't call you a nigger today so i think you need to thank me you owe me a little something okay mm-hmm. 834 president obama this is for my man willie oh willie g willie g hey rod and karen two things i saw that star wars trailer and thought to myself so, uh didn't know what that jj direct was directing this hmm he did the star review the star trek and i fucks with that james t kirk my nigga fuck that hi, fuck them hypersensitive nerd elitist i am there on opening night rob that late <laughs> rob you just said my name right <laughs> two, two sentences ago <laughs> B and D is the same when you when you when you typing my brother rob that lightsaber was dope as fuck second thing message for the karen haters Man, fuck you hoes. Go listen to something else, bitches. You got too much time, too much damn time if your hating ass got time to type an email about that bullshit. Move the fuck around. Uh, thank y'all for all the great content. Y'all have also put me on to so many other great black podcasts. The Black Astronaut Show on Wednesday was very heartfelt. And Karen, your accent is endearing. Peace, Willie G in Texas. Thank you. Then he emailed immediately again and said, I'm gonna stop, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait and finish listening to the show before emailing y'all. Damn it, Rod. Why you gotta make so much damn sense? I was mad at the president. Not ra- irrationally pissed like some of my brothers and sisters, but Rod had to go put shit in perspective. Now I didn't blast him on social media, but I felt disappointed. I knew he could only say so much, but I wanted more. Also, people didn't pay attention to his facial expression. He was hurting. That shit was fucking with him like the rest of us. Anyway, that's why I fucks with TVGWT. Love y'all. Peace. Yeah, man. Peace. I feel like in some ways the president is equally as helpless when it comes to some of this shit Mm -hmm. like he know like this is the dude that has had his life threatened that gun (laughs) bullets sold out when he was elected nigga sold out the bullet man was like we ain't got no more bullets to sell you bitches right like this is a dude that 
understands what it's like to be a target for bet for best you know for not lack of a better word so got I, the most threats than any other president in history dog yeah i just don't I, I just think the situation's that hopeless there's no thing that he's not doing that any other politician would do put it that way i'll put it that's how i believe you know when you send eric holder and then loretta lynch loretta lynch the person who successfully indicted and convicted cops that shot uh i mean that tortured a black man in new york i think we all see how hard that is now that's who he has as the chief police person in america these are the people he elects or selects himself stop stop acting like he's the problem he's not the problem you know anyway what do i know karen's voice is deeper than mine uh <laughs> ain't number that testosterone buddy <laughs> yo you're on with the black out tips what's going on Rod and karen hey, what's going on sweetie. man who's this that's your boy aj calling up out of fairville oh what up How aj you doing man another day in the life um another great week of content although i almost felt like this whole fucking week was just fucking with black people like you should have just played the music at the beginning of the show just yeah. every show just fucking with black people. Definitely felt like that um, shit. <laughs> it really did. Um, okay, so there was no better time than, like, literally after Leslie to go. So, you know, I was thumbing through Facebook, and first things first, I don't I don't understand. Like, you, you put that shit up. 300 anything goddamn notifications? Like, anything? Like, <laughs> you haven't, like, I, I've thumbed through your Twitter timeline. You've never actually typed, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> there's been times where um <laughs> there was actually times where uh like every once in a while i just want to tweet out with like not adding anybody but just caps lock shut the fuck up but i never do i never I, like i've get, that I, that tweet has been key queued up several times and i've hit delete every time <laughs> I was, i've wondered often i was like how does he have the fortitude but not just like not at anybody i'm with you not at anybody just to literally scream to the twitter sphere please shut the fuck up yeah just shut the fuck up leave me alone leave right. me alone do yeah. not talk to me leave me the fuck alone and this all kind of struck true when i was just you know trying to get a laugh as usual coming through facebook that's not even my forte and i saw this shit and i said wait a minute um, who hates themselves enough, like, like hates themselves enough for the very first thing that they do in the morning is to literally tweet you like, fuck you and whatever. Oh, like, who, who woke up, like who woke up and didn't brush their teeth? Who woke up and did not first thing first touch their dick and go pee? Who woke <laughs> up and went straight to their phone? They hit you. Yeah. Um, AJ is talking about for people that, um, aren't my friend on Facebook or whatever, uh, AJ is talking about this dude who tweeted me on Twitter at like 5 a.m. Texas time to be like, you know, basically fuck my podcast and all this shit. Fuck, fuck, that's the worst podcast. And, you know, I looked through his timeline. He's a very angry individual. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he's mad because we defended the president because some of his tweets was like, fuck the president, old motherfucker. So I'm assuming that's why he was angry. Maybe he's catching up on shows or something. And I just tweeted back at him, uh, it's 5 a.m. Texas time. Right. The, the laughing smiley. Uh, cause I, cause that shit did, like when I woke, like I was playing a basketball tournament at 5 a.m. Charlotte time, but I wasn't able to check my phone cause it was in my bag. So when I did see that shit, I was like, 
God damn, he was mad. <laughs> like, how can you, like, I can't even, I can't even be mad at the insult. I just can't believe somebody would care that much because I don't, I've care never cared. A lot. A, I've never cared about anything that much. I'm not losing like, sleep. Let me get up at Thank five you. and tell him, you know? Yeah, I was literally saying, yo, do you understand that even on my best days, when I'm going to the gym and everything, we're talking about waking up at four. That's, that's why it hit me like such a ton of rocks. I was like, dog, you woke up to your alarm and fuck riding Karen? Like, you didn't go brush your teeth, you didn't pants, you didn't nothing. Like, you literally hit him the very second you woke up. Yes. Oh, my God, wow. dude. Wow. That was, this yeah. is what y'all deal with, man. God bless y'all, man. Y'all keep doing what the hell y'all do and just keep educating the masses regardless of how goddamn ignorant they truly are. Yeah. No doubt, man. Thanks, Thank AJ. Thank you, sweetie. Y'all stay up, man. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace. Oh, my God. I totally, yeah, that dude was so mad. I'm about to say, do you have it so you can clip it in the chat room? I don't know. Oh, if the picture? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can do that. Can the picture, can I take a picture from Facebook and put it in the chat? I don't, I don't know. I can't, I don't, if you click on the image, won't it go up and you can like. I think it? they have like some privacy settings or some shit. Oh, um, where like, I think I, I don't have my page where just anybody can. Be my friend and shit. Oh, um, okay. I don't so, know if I can because I don't know how to properly post it. Up. Uh, well, nah. I think th- I haven't put this picture anywhere but on Facebook, so you can't oh. even. I don't think I'll try. It. Let me see. I don't think it's gonna work. Oh no, it worked. Oh well, just learn something new. Uh, yeah, that was that was his. Uh, <laughs> chill red. He said your podcast is terrible. Your wife's voice is deeper than yours. Hashtag TVGWT. And then I responded, this at 5 a.m. Texas time, and then just smiley face. Uh, and then people were looking at my notifications like, damn, nigga, you get a lot of notifications. Yeah, people, I don't think people really understand, like, how much people's, Roger gets sleeping, and he still get notifications all time of the day, all time of the night. And even with me, it's funny, though, how, uh, and I, and it's something that I've got to get used to with the growth of the podcast, how a lot of times shit that I tweeted, uh, days ago or the week ago, people go back and do my Walking Dead or, or the strain tweets, they'll start favoring it. Like, I had to kind of get used to, you know, people combing through the timeline and shit like that. Like, yeah, we can hit up a lot, people. And sometimes I don't think people really understand, uh, how much people hit us up with bullshit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that one, the 320 isn't nothing. That's just like timeline tweets. I don't read everybody on my timeline all the time. But that 185, I do read all my replies, so uh, sometimes it can be a lot. I don't. I ain't even going to lie. Sometimes it'd be too much. Like, fuck it, I'm going to refresh and start from the beginning. So I don't say nothing to you. That's because uh, you kind of got lost in the mix. Yeah, I'll I'll just straight up tell you. If I don't say anything to you, I probably saw your shit and decided it wasn't worth responding to. Now, that does happen sometimes. Some people say some fucked up shit, or they say some stupid shit, or they say something obvious like, you know, every once like every once in a while, I'll respond to somebody that I'm cool with because I'll be like, I can't believe you would be stupid. But in general, I I will ignore the fuck out of what you just said because it's better than arguing with you all the time. Correct. And something that people like to do, especially on Twitter, which I think is hilarious, like they'll have a conversation with Roger, fall out with him, and then hit me up like I'm supposed to quote unquote control my husband. Yeah. You know what? I go back and see the conversation that you had. And a lot of times I block you, bitch. Talk to him. Don't talk to me. That was this was y'all conversation. Yeah, my main issue is uh my new thing is I turned off my Facebook notifications because uh, people get a little too like 
friendly on facebook like correct all these private messages with links to articles and shit like we tell y'all to email us the blackoutists at gmail.com with this shit 90 percent of the time we either already covered it on the show or i already saw it and i saved it but it'll just be like look at this crazy shit man i'm just like come on man like i don't even respond to them because i'm like i don't want to encourage you sending me five links a fucking day i have a job that is to collect this shit all day as is like it's not it's actually not helping it's only pissing me off so i don't i just had to turn my notifications off because i'll I go crazy on somebody one day and then i'm gonna be the asshole because it'll be like rod cuss the nigga out but they're not gonna realize that's the 75th nigga that day and i finally lost it you know right and i think for me uh i'm i'm slow i just got messenger the facebook messenger and I was mad because, like, fuck it. Why can't I go through my Facebook app that I'm fucking already on? Why do I have to get a goddamn separate app yeah. just to see my messengers? And I'm trying to debate on if I like Messenger. Because the thing about Messenger, everybody see you on Messenger and people just hit you yeah, up with nah, random I'm, bullshit. I'm deleting that shit off my phone. Right, because like it's it. some bullshit. Because I'm like... It's always some bullshit. Right, because no... I'm like... I don't know you. Why are you adding me to this group? I don't give a fuck about what y'all talking about. Don't tag me in some random conversation. Facebook's so annoying. I just turned my notifications off. Someone in the chat, Stefan, said, what's the main thing you guys do to deal with the hate that comes in your inbox? Um, We get a lot of love in our inbox, so. Now we do. Don't really have to worry about that shit too much. You do, and that's one thing I've... I've we re- don't really do a kind of show where you should hate us, honestly. Right. If you hate us, you're probably an asshole, because we... There's Correct. a lot of shows that do the shows. And they with, encourage it. Yeah, like there's, you know, um, I don't think he will be offended by me saying this. I hope he won't be, but but like, my man Hater Rossi does a show where he's like, you know, he control his listeners, they control him back. He like sometimes he'll get into beef with people, mm-hmm. um, you know. Sometimes he'll keep it playful. Sometimes he'll go in on a motherfucker too. But you know, like when we had a couple listeners that wrote us about things they disagree with him about, and he like went on his show and like joked on those people and and made this like whole profiles of him and all this shit and all these jokes based on it because he's a comedian. Like I could understand someone being like, "Man, fuck that nigga." Like I not saying I feel that way, but I can see somebody being like, "I don't like this dude. He joke, he joked me. He did this." We don't really do that. We're more like, "Hey, come on in. If you have a good time, have a good time. If not, get the fuck out. Don't bother us. We won't bother you." Right, right. We'll put it like this. We're real quick to kick the asshole out the party. Like we're having a good time, and if you want to come and like pour champagne on people and you know kick the punch bowl over, we're gonna tell you, motherfucker, get out the goddamn room. Right. So we don't get that much hate, in my opinion. I think we get some. Right. And it always sticks out like a sore thumb, and. But but in general, we don't get a lot of hate. And it's, you know, like I said, I, I blocked that nigga on Twitter immediately. Like, I don't need to see this shit. Um, <clears throat> Balls Deep Sports. What up, Rod and Karen? Oh, wait. <laughs> this this is in the wrong yeah. the wrong thing. My bad, uh, Orlando. I, I, uh, me and Justin will get to this email on Balls Deep next week. Right. It is not that. I see somebody in the chat room was saying that they've contacted you one time and you responded. So, wait, but the thing about Roger is that what people feel, Roger get contacted all the time. Yo, here's the thing. I need people to be, you have to be able to express yourself in a way that is precise. Cause I'm a very precise communicator. Um, and if, if something looks or is fucked up, it's going to always trigger my, like, is this nigga fucking with me? Because other niggas are fucking with me a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, like, so when 
I, I like i tried to be nice about it to most people but it's like because people only know their interaction with you because they don't really keep up with who's saying what to you and when you correct so like say um for example some other dude is going back and forth for me like sometimes you gotta hit a bitch man i don't see what the problem is ray rice is the man right so then you come in and you're like but what if a woman got a knife sure to you you think that is a perfectly reasonable thing to talk about and an angle to take to discuss it for me that's the 75th time that i got hit with what if that nigga got a knife you need to put some quotes around that shit uh put a just kidding or a smiley face i'm gonna need more than just oh i'm sure he's joking because so many niggas are serious and you have a lot of trolls and and uh, and i and i think the, the the thing with me me our our social uh media experiences are completely different because a lot more people follow you and so i got to get used to a lot more ignorant ass people following me because like i said you have a lot of patience you're willing to talk you're willing to communicate you're willing to be a lot more reasonable than i am because you come at me crazy and i really i'm like oh this shit don't make no sense block get the fuck out of here like i'm not really willing to have a conversation with you to really see what you're thinking um i'm getting a little bit better at that you yeah. know but for me i'm like oh fuck you because i'm reading it going okay i read this this is what you said it was no context behind what you said is and with uh especially with twitter you're you have to get it within a certain uh group of words and you have to, sometimes they have a series of tweets so yeah, i don't mind like, the interaction like, but be reasonable well some people's they just want interaction so they don't think shit through they just think like i'm having fun talking to this person that i listen to their show or whatever but i listen to a lot of people's shows i'm fans of people's music and shit uh fine me and fonte follow each other i don't hit fonte up every time i think of fonte like Correct. to me that would be weird i don't call my parents every time i think of my parents like that's just not how relationships work for me personally everybody's relationship is different so mm-hmm. you know if if um like if I go li- like when I listen to the Black Dynamite soundtrack, I hit up Fonte, like and I and I and like I didn't even hit him up like Fonte, man, you made this. I just like, uh, yo, everyone should go check out at Fonte Tigelo's uh, work on the Black Dynamite soundtrack or something like that, you mm-hmm. know, with a link to the Black Dynamite soundtrack. And some people went and checked it out, you know, that was cool. But I just don't use Twitter on like some. I want to go talk to, um, you know, my favorite actress or like I just don't think of it that way. So for me, I think is, and I'm an introvert as much as people hear us on the show. I'm still an introvert. So I don't get off like social interaction where I have to be entertaining can be tiring as fuck for me, you know? Okay. So if I have to do it on my off time, when I'm just on Twitter watching the football game, if it makes me mad sometimes and I try to control that because it's not necessarily people's fault. But I like I, this is why I don't want to be famous. Like I said, this is why I, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, and I think to me too, this is why I also have sympathy and empathy, no matter how crazy people might think celebrities are, no matter how right. outlandish, I still have empathy and sympathy like whenever, for them. Like whenever someone goes in on like a quote from an article that like a long ass article and the person said one quote, I'm typically like, well, Kobe probably meant this or, you know, mm-hmm. let, you know, if you get asked this question and you answer it that way, let's examine what that really means rather than flying off the deep end because that could be us one day. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys got interviewed and you guys said that black podcasts aren't necessarily the best podcast on the planet. What did you mean by that? 
It's like, I just think we're equal to everybody. Right. Yo, well, fuck you, man. Fuck you. You think black people ain't shit. So, like, it could be anything. <laughs> right. So you just have to, you know, be careful. But, you know, anyway, social media is like my off time anyway so yeah and, and the funny part about it me and roger got actually opposite i i'm an extrovert as they say so but on the internet i'm more of an introvert because it's one of the things where i read and i you know i interact with people but like i said i'm only i'm only gonna deal with so much bs mm-hmm. um but yeah we don't get a lot of hate so i don't really you know most of the time I, it rolls off of me right because we would show and, your ass the dough well also when it's stuff like that it's not grounded in anything so it's nothing correct like i don't get mad at that i get more mad at when somebody that listens to the show says something fucked up to me because then i'm like like you know like uh and i'm not mad at this guy right now or anything we cool but like michael t4 hit me up on twitter when i was talking about something and he just took like one tweet out of context and i was like mike you really about to do that like really go read the other tweets because you know from listening to the show, I don't believe what you just said you think I believe. Correct. And then he went and was like, oh, my bad. I saw the rest. My fault, dog. And I'm like, it's cool. You still cool. But, like, to me, I would get more pissed about something like that than a dude being like, fuck this fat nigga. I don't like his show. Like, <laughs> we don't know each other. Show okay. don't. Good, good luck. I don't know. I hope. I hope your life is pleasant without my show around. Like, what the fuck is that going to happen? I hope you turn it off and have a more pleasant life. I'm sorry that I'm (laughs) bringing uh, this unpleasantness in your lifetime and in your ears. But you do have the option of turning me off. I don't have to be here. And to anybody listening that don't like my voice, I guess what? I don't have to be here. At any time, you can hit the off button on your Stitcher, your iTunes, your Podomatic, or whatever you're using and go hear somebody else. Yeah, I just, you know. I don't really look up to celebrities and shit, so I'm, you know, I could, I don't, so it's weird to me when people. And I don't hold them to a higher standard either. Right. But it's weird to me when people look up to us, but it's still much, much cooler than going to work at that nine to five I was at. So thank y'all. I still, that's why I'll be patient. Right. I don't, you know, plus I don't want to be the one that's a dick to the person that's nice, you know, like. Yeah, you yeah, because I'm, I'm. I try my best to be nice to people, and I'm uh, not an ass. I can tell you that much. I'd rather not say anything than to be an ass. And I try to hear them out. You know, I interact with people. You know, without just dismissing them. Correct. Uh, but sometimes people don't. I think also, also, I'm a really good listener, and most of the time, people aren't used to being listened to. Correct. So uh, a lot of times, I'll actually listen to what they said and respond to that, and they've never had that happen, so they get. They think I'm being confrontational or arguing, but the ch- chances are they just either communicating something poorly or they said something fucked up and they've never been called on it. You know, correct. It's, it's, uh, it's like if someone said, uh, um, like if they said, hey, man, y'all had a bad like the one dude that was like, oh, I love y'all, uh, y'all show, but I don't want to meet y'all because y'all ratchet or something like that. Like a lot of people just will hear. I love your show retweet and yeah thanks man for listening well i'm like the fuck you mean we ratchet and you don't want to meet us what you trying to say (laughs) we bad people yeah i'm listening that's all i'm just listening most people don't listen to y'all they just be like "Mm, whatever retweet that's good promotion and then they don't talk to you correct or interact with you yeah and i don't want to be one of those people that thinks he's above anyway right you know uh hey ron and karen i hope you had a great weekend and that you guys have continued success on the show this is from brian 
I enjoy listening to your show for lots of reasons, perspective, jokes, news of ratchet, uh, ratchety variety and jokes. Uh, I recently listened to the President Obama episode and wanted to offer a slightly alternative view on the reaction to Obama. I was firmly in the fuck Obama camp when I heard his speech last Monday, though I would never say it all that publicly. The man has a nearly impossible job. I was upset about many things. I and hearing him speak that night was one of them. I didn't expect him to advocate for people riding, but there seemed to be a disconnect to me. While we can all pretty much agree that people riding usually isn't a positive way to affect change in times of hopelessness and despair, the anger and the buildup need somewhere to go. And sometimes people lash out physically or emotionally to the ones closest to them. Correct. I think that anger with Obama starts with the fact that black people feel close to him and are irrationally mad at him for the fact that him being in charge hasn't made all race related issues go away. I think there's something to that. I do think a lot of people that's they yeah that's what it is they feel like he's it's like having a friend in the white house and it's like why can't you stop the racism it's like nigga i'm trying um, <laughs> right the best i can these white people it's crazy they're crazy to me too hold on here they come on uh listen guys uh, <laughs> make, make sure that's how i feel like every obama press conference on races is <laughs> it's like he was just standing there before like yo man listen if y'all gotta burn these crackers shit down you get to burning it because fuck them man they ain't gonna listen anyway here they come listen guys uh rioting is wrong (laughs) and we definitely don't need to burn anything down Mm -mm. wink uh wink wink but uh make sure that uh we uh, are out there having good relationships with the police maybe we go to some police's houses have some relationships with their families let them know the deal but you know wink 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 right yeah i feel like all his shit is like it's like talking to a married dude whose wife just walked in and he was talking about fucking bitches like (laughs) he can't just be out here just talking like we talk no you might you might get cut i don't think the anger people feel sometimes feel towards him means that they really hate him or that they are going to leave him and vote for someone else yeah i don't think so either although people yeah i don't think so either i agree I think people just, they're voicing, which is why if you pay attention to what I was saying, man, I said to start everything and I keep trying to reiterate this. People are upset. They're emotional mm-hmm. and I'm trying to be patient and understanding right. because I'm not, I'm not going to lose my fucking mind, Mm-mm. but I understand. And that's why, you know, I didn't go around calling out names, blocking people on Twitter, going on their Facebook page. I just saw the fuck Obama shit and scrolled past. It was like in a week, hopefully you can move on from that. I just think that it hurts when the person you love can't love you as much as you love them. So you lash out and say things you can't take back, but also don't entirely mean. Well, that sounds a little stalkery, but um, (laughs) personally, I don't uh i don't know i think he does what he can with the office i think the next person's not gonna give a fuck and that's when they're really gonna be like "Ooh, that nigga was good bring him back all right because they don't give a fuck about the shit that affects us yep like they <laughs> like dude you know the next president is not going to say the part about the police needing to check themselves Mm-mm. like that's this the sentence immediately after the hey guys let's not burn everything down please was police can you please not harass these protesters that sentence ain't never getting said again when when the white people take back over it's gonna be back to like uh y'all need to not ride and sit your ass at the house what what y'all waiting what what i'm supposed to say something else y'all better go on go and get to their ass police um i feel that people only try to deal with the situation in the best way they could 
knew how or uh knew how or felt like they had the power to i think that is that it's on the last note that people or at least i was disappointed with obama's reaction i know he's not the president of black people but all people which is why i thought a moving case could be made could have been made for not on the behalf of black people but for all americans as the importance and necessity of reform police culture well he has said that and he's talked about it and he even said um police departments need to look more like the communities they're policing but when you're angry and you don't want him to speak at all and you want him to only say what you want you skip over it it's like everyone just blanks out on the part of the statement that they don't like as soon as you hear what you don't like it's like fuck them whether it was a lie cop out or the truth darren wilson said that in the situation he was in he was trained to shoot to kill michael brown that's a problem not just with this case but with police forces across america well, in his plan, he did say police training. Um, we, I would like to see the specifics of what the training is going to be. I think that matters a lot here. But I think what you said will fall under police training, right? Mm-hmm. It's a problem that disproportionately affects black people, but that, but does, doesn't only affect black people. I feel like if he had spoken about the culture of police violence and using SWAT tactics to control neighborhood instead of serving the neighborhood, I feel like the speech would have connected with more people. I know he's not able to do anything he wants and that he only has so much political capital as you went on the state when you were talking about it. He's put the groundwork down for a lot of things. Hold on. I gotta find, now I gotta go find a speech because we fucking, did you listen to us play the speech? Cause it, he said so much. Uh, I, everyone's just so, everyone's just mad. I don't, I don't even know what to say, man. Um, let me see if I can find the old thing I had on Ferguson. Maybe, but, uh, yeah, he, during the speech, um, he he did say some of this shit about the police needing to use restraint, not violating those people's rights. Um, uh, let's see. Also appeal to law enforcement officials in Ferguson and the region to show care and restraint in managing peaceful protests that may occur. Understand, our police officers put their lives on the line for every sing- for us every single day. They got a tough job to do to maintain safe public safety and hold accountable those who break the law. As they do their jobs in the coming day, they need to work with the community, not against the community, to distinguish the handful of people who may use the grand jury's decision as an excuse for violence. Distinguish them from the vast majority who just want their voices heard around legitimate issues in terms of how communities and law enforcement interact. Come on, man. It's right there, 10.08 p.m. after this grand jury decision. How is that different? from what you're saying how is that different from what you said you wanted him to say and then it's like but i was upset because he didn't say it he said it i'm reading it with my own my own eyes the third paragraph you know i you know i I, like he urged for peace for from the people that were rallying saying you know even even michael's father was saying he wanted peace um and then he said police i need y'all niggas to stop fucking people up (laughs) like i i don't know um as you went on the state when you were talking about it he put down the groundwork for a lot of things gay marriage etc i simply wish that the militarization of the police would be one of the things he had taken on more directly well i think he might have wrote this before he put out that four-step plan so he may have 
yeah saying more black people should be policing the communities with mainly black people sounds nice but i don't think that addresses the root of the problem is that how the police interacts with the community that they serve I think people feel angry at a lot of things, and Obama, a man who represents all the great things that black people can achieve, yet clearly can't solve all the problems for black people, gets an unfair amount of anger on all sides. However, if anything is to be learned from last week's speech, is that Obama is better at being president than almost anyone could uh, be because he is thrown in shitty situation after shitty situation and handles it in a way, at least publicly, that most people are not equipped to. Yeah, he's Jackie Robinson, the president. That's just how it is. Um any other motherfucker probably would have cussed these crackers out by now. Just like that. He would have been calling them crackers. It would have been bad. He's like, <laughs> uh, we killed another black person. We need you to go talk about it. God damn it. Like, that'd be the beginning of the speech. That's all you hear. That's all you hear off mic from the, from the back room. What the fuck? Eric, I told you to get on these niggas. Uh, and secondly, maybe in realizing that having a black president can't solve all the problems of America, People will start doing the hard work they need to build up and shape their communities. Maybe. I don't, honestly don't think this is a community problem. I don't think it's black people's problem to fix. There you go. Unless you, you, you need to add white to that sentence if you want to be real about it. Black people cannot stop police from killing us. It's not our fault. Unless you want some militant black panther shit, um, where you're going to go to war with the cops. Uh, that it, it, trust me, it's not us to, that needs to stop anything. We, we're doing fine. Correct. Keep your pants pulled down. Fucking talk how you want to talk. Uh, cause it don't matter. They're going to kill your ass anyway. Correct. I hope this event can become a change, a chance for positive change, but maybe now people will realize that local politics is as important as national. Maybe the anger will be able to display some of the apathy and something good can come from it. Thanks again for everything you do. I appreciate you having you two in my life. Hope you have a great week. All the best y'all. Take care. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate you writing in. We do. And uh, like I said, go review that speech, man. He did talk about some of those things. Feedback for episode 834 feedback show. It's like my thoughts manifested during the show for the past three weeks or so. I've been wanting to ask slash thinking of ways to ask about the show's origins and the preparation that goes into making such a great listen. Yeah, I, I can't remember who brought it up last week, but you guys did actually talk about some of the things I was curious about. And if you don't mind, I'd like to ask you guys a couple, take a couple minutes to take us behind the curtain. You already spoke about why you decided to go into podcasting the void that, uh, that then the podcast climate had. But did your decision to create a show with your wife play into any academic interest? Were you either, were either of you journalism majors in college? No. Mm-mm. Were, what were the major hurdles that you had prior to getting the show up and running? Um, major hurdles we had prior to getting the show up and running. I think the biggest major hurdle is the the computer fucking crash. The very first show, yeah, we had to record umpteen times. We we was basically living at Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got the computer, had to go back and fucking get another cord like that. Like, yeah, we I, had to spend like a thousand dollars on the computer that day for the very first show to make the first show. <laughs> to make the first show happen it was crazy that's how you know we wanted to do this because nigga i don't got a thousand dollars it showed just anything mm-hmm. them card dog. put that shit on that best buy card like yeah and the best buy was like cool we'll take this and here's your hundred points right i'm like god please let this work <laughs> right please let this work because because this is a lot of money to start from the very beginning we replaced everything up to that point everything and, um how long did it take to plan um I don't know, man. I've been, I'm, I'm good about planning shit in my head without talking to Karen. And then mm-hmm. by the time I present it to her, it's pretty easy. 
the hardest part was just convincing karen that, that it was gonna work because <laughs> a i was like um what is this what are we doing what are the rules what are the regulations what can i say what can i not say like i i didn't really know and a lot of it too is also growing into my own voice mm-hmm. um so you know that, that it's pretty easy you know um and you know the rest was just us talking because uh, that was the plan it wasn't yeah. gonna be Nothing special. I didn't, yeah i didn't want to be like and now let's discuss politics karen mm-hmm. you be the republican i'll be the democrat like we just, <laughs> no and the funny part about it is that we talk like this to each other all the time like this is the same conversation you would get if you was to meet us off mic uh how many hours of prep does it take to put together each of the shows you guys host depends on the show uh, yeah. but the normal regular show that we do um i from the time i wake up to the time we do the show i'm doing uh nothing but prep like reading articles collecting articles um you know for the interview shows a lot of in a lot of emails a lot of contact a lot of people yeah. changing up their schedules and all that shit but i could not quanti- quantify the exact amount of hours for those me either and for me i do prep for my shows that i personally do but i'm not even gonna lie i work like a nine to five so for me i'm like i'm here nigga. let's mm-hmm. turn the mics and we go right not and, and that's one of the reasons that i have to do I try to do a thorough job is because I, I do want to have the information because a lot of times Karen will ask questions that, you know, either I didn't think about or I don't think are relevant at the time, but it might turn out to be like a really important question. And if I didn't read the article, if I don't know, cause I'm you know, challenging you going, Hey, you know, such, 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 but then sometimes, sometimes she'll mess stuff up too, because <laughs> I'll, I'll actually have like, like two minutes later in the article is going to have answer like a, that question a big reveal but karen messes up the timing and start asking shit ahead of time and then it fucks up the surprise but whatever what do you see the go show going in the next three years niggas ain't a job interview what's your <laughs> what's what's our five-year goal yeah. our ten-year goal what's your biggest best interview um biggest best interview i don't know about biggest or best i couldn't really say i think mm-hmm. We've had some milestones. We had some people that, you know, were big names. We had, what, Sarah J, mm-hmm. uh, the porn star. We had Bomani Jones on mm-hmm. in the studio with us. We've had uh, um, Roy, jo- Roy Wood Jr. Right. We um, had uh, the chef from, um, was Chef Kenny G? Kenny, yeah. Not, uh, not Kenny G. You think about G Garvin. <laughs> oh, my bad. Th- ah, uh, Kenny G. Yeah, what was Kenny's last name? Um, but, yeah, you... You, you've had people mm-hmm. like we've had people um jamel hill was a big get you know um but uh i don't know i i'd actually you know yeah we've used, we interviewed so many people yeah we just i just more importantly i like the people we talked to so Correct. those those are probably my favorites uh i think when i got to talk to um uh our girl afrocentric I think that was fun. That, that was, was fun. I my fest because she has her life is crazy. And I always love having her own. And you never know where that shit's gonna go. Right. Sorry for the twenty one questions, but I only discovered the show in the summer via someone on Twitter. It feels like I got into a series after the premiere. Wanted to understand the backstory. Anyway, well, Monty Jones expressed his sentiment when you came on to discuss Barkley, but I applaud the two of you for making this thing work. I know that it's hard work running a website, hosting multiple shows, and I know that Karen has mentioned another gig outside the podcast. I fucks with y'all, and it's cliche, but I want to see you and various guests you have on, like JL win. Hey, man, I want us all to win, too, bro. Right. I'm with you. Uh, Scott writes in, Hi, Ron and Karen. Uh, that's right. I love the show. Is the name of the title. 
I have been listening to podcasts for a while now, mostly interviews with people I know of. I spotted your podcast at the bottom of the iTunes page. We're at the bottom. Uh, I thought the... <laughs> I thought the two hours would be too long to sustain my interest, but I must say the time flew and I found your insights into black American culture very informative and interesting. I have since become a regular, uh, list, uh, regular as time will allow. I download and listen when I can, usually in the car or when I am cleaning, gardening or just alone when I don't have to interact with the rest of the human race. I love that things, uh, that the things you talk about, uh, feel relevant to me and i find the manner in which you discuss things with your guests um more like sitting down at a dinner table having a fun conversation about shit very entertaining i am pretty sure i probably don't fit into what you might consider your demographic uh i am 56 year old white australian male hey wonga you know this dude man y'all need to hang out name scott Holler at them in uh, Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, married with two daughters. I did leave a five-star review on iTunes, but because I'm in Australia, I don't think you would get it. Nah, oh, we, we, we'll go look for it. We'll go look for it, sweetie. But I felt the need to write to let you know that I enjoyed listening to the show and to keep it all up, though I did listen to the show about the Talking Dead and was two-thirds of the way in before I figured out that you were talking what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was like, damn, these niggas got attacked by zombies? What's happening? What's happening in America? I hope they're okay. <laughs> Why is it just covered on the news? Man, they really don't care about black people. <laughs> they don't care about nobody's shit. Everybody getting ate. <laughs> the, 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 America's just letting black people get ate by zombies and killed by cops. Right. <laughs> One of those is a real thing, by the way. About uh, t- you were talking about still great, even though I don't watch the show. And I, I, I have also started listening to Where's My 40 Acres? Which is great too. I love the discussions about rap, which I know nothing about except than what my daughter listens to. Thanks again for your show, Scott. Thanks, Scott. Thank you, Scott. And that means a lot. And the thing about it is if you listen, you are in our demographic. Like right. we really don't care. We talk about things that matter to us. But if you listen, we don't care what color the skin. We don't care where you come from, your background or your history, your religious or your sexual orientation. We just like to fuck with cool people. And if you listen to us, dog, you cool in our book. Eric wrote in, only about 30% in the Sunday's episode, but the opening bars at the top of the show are always so great. And today's Kanye verse was no exception. Kind of crazy. It's all considered the same thing. It's such a poignant line. Also, don't know how you dive into the cesspool that is the comment section, but I appreciate that someone is braving it. Thanks for all you do. Talk soon, Eric. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. It's one of those things where when Roger get into the comment section, sometimes my heart breaks just hearing him read it. It's like, I know what's going to happen, but I still get sad <laughs> at the same time. Uh, AJ writes in, uh, Mortal Kombat. What up, Rod and Karen? This is a cr- another crazy week. Once again, your shows helped me get through it, but I got some questions and comments for y'all. Uh, did you guys get a chance to see the CNN interview with Elon and GLP Black Chick? We heard uh, it. I'm saving that shit for fucking with black people. I'm not. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, not going to play it today. It was, yeah, some, I'll, I'll watch it when someone fucking guesses the number. It was <laughs> one like, day, and one day we will. It was like the boss fight at the end of a long ass video game. I was really hoping Elon didn't get hurt by her GLP logic. Right, I got angry all over again, remembering that some listeners actually want you to interview her for Medium Talk. No, they want her on the show. On the regular show. Yeah, which, by the way, neither I'm not doing either of those. Mm-mm. Just watch the interview. Within one minute, she tries to change discussion from media coverage in Ferguson to black-on-black crime. She also says that she and Elon are black, but she that doesn't mean they have the same opinions. That's a valid point, but at GLBP, black chicks demeanor by the time she says this makes you want to ignore her. It's very obvious seeing 
what she does within the media to make a living compared to you Karen, elon chris phenom sterling etc yeah yeah i don't want to support a person like that i don't want to help her get paid by putting her on our show Mm -mm. you know to spread more of that evil because she it's not even that she would get money from our audience but she would use us to be like see i went over there and told them niggas the gospel white people y'all need to support me right and then we're gonna do then them goddamn trolls to come our way no thank you I'm glad you guys haven't invited her on the show, but I think it would be funny as hell to hear you interview Elon about some of the stuff that happened in 2014. Y'all have a great weekend. Maybe I will do that. Yeah, now that now that is possible because he would have a lot to say. Yeah, and I have paid enough attention to ask him some shit. He probably won't get asked by nobody else. Uh, Day Walking, this is my man Mike. He says, hey, Rod, what line of work were you in before? I love listening to you break down TV shows. I was in logistics for uh transportation logistics, which mm-hmm. is like trucking, shipping, shit like that. Nothing to do with uh anything with movies and shit. Uh, I've always been a creative person. Yeah, um, now that you have. And I, you know, lived in comic books and shit like that as far as like a kid. So, you know, but no, nah, it's just being observant, paying attention. I'm a science nerd, so I miss most of the nuances and symbolism of the show. You were really good at picking up on hidden meanings, uh, question mark. Is that a thing? Of scenes. Uh, I normally watch things and they, and, uh, as they are at their face value, and you guys give me lots of more uh, to think about uh to enjoy about the show. What, Karen? Yeah, we, we both are like that. Like, it's things that Roger see that I don't see, and it's things that I see that Roger don't see. And, and I really, really try my best when I'm watching shows, even when I'm live tweeting, to pay a lot of attention to what's happening, what's going on, the nuances. Pick on certain things. Well, um, there's, it's in there on certain shows, and it's not on others. Like, correct. They're just one of those shows that, uh, Walking Dead is one of those shows that actually does think about shit. So, yeah, it does. You know, it's not that, um, you know, not that controversy, uh, controversial to, um, to, 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 for me, in my opinion, to, um, to look at it and go, oh, this is what they were trying to do. Like the symbolism of Gabe, Father Gabriel begging to be let back in the church he locked everybody out of. Correct. Too. Like, I was like, oh, what a great moment. You know, I don't know why. I don't have a gift. I'm just watching the TV like you, bro. Correct. I'm angry too from Terry in Florida. <laughs> Hey, Rod and Karen, I've been angry all week, so I'll get right to the point. To the white dude in my job who loves hip-hop, uses our slang, wants dreads, but is fucking tired of hearing about Ferguson because it's not about race, fuck you. Larry Elder, fuck you. Random white people in the media who are tired of black people playing the race car, fuck you. Fox News and CNN, including Don Lemon and Stacey Dash, of course, fuck you. White people who use the word thug is cold. We see you. We're not stupid. We know you just want to say niggas so bad. Fuck you. Charles Barkley, fuck you. Anyone who brings up black on black crime, fuck you. Anyone who pretends that black people are the only group of people who ride in this country when this country was founded on violence and revolution, fuck you. The KKK, fuck you. The all of a sudden invisible NRA and Tea Party, fuck you. The police, yes, all of them. Silence means uh, you're complicit, fuck you. Pharrell, fuck you. The media in general for not even covering the story until social media forced you to, fuck you. Glenn Beck, fuck you. Alex Jones, fuck you. Mark Dice, fuck you. The infamous comment section, fuck you. I'm so burned out from this bullshit, I don't even try to reason with anybody anymore. The lines have clearly been drawn already. If you choose to be willfully ignorant about this and this information age, then fuck you. If you don't know something, it's very easy to educate yourself on it. Just stop being a coward and admit that you don't care. Disclaimer, not all white people, of course. This isn't the first time white people have heard about this shit. 
it's been going on since well a very long time if they cared you think they'd ah! actually do some real research and find out what the issues are nope it's a lot easier to bask in your white privilege and ask if we're all crazy complete lack of humanity you already know if these things happen to a white person they would be rowdy sometimes all it takes is a messed up order i hop for that right i'm out gonna finish listening to your show and get some sleep i just hope if i get shot they don't see all the black podcasts on my phone and say i was a thug too as you always say gotta be two sides right terry in florida wow that was a hell of an email terry yeah straight to the point wouldn't it i don't even have a thing to add to that Mm-mm. yeah I, i'll get tired of like someone's on twitter trolling me because i said i posted that link to to um to um charles barkley's comments on slavery where he was like i don't know that slavery was that bad and i was like but couldn't you just research that <laughs> like that's easy to find out uh really and, easy and this person was like it's it happened 150 years ago forget about it and i just replied to them my penis is bigger than yours and just blocked them because <laughs> i'm tired of, <laughs> tired, tired of arguing let's just get to the point let's get right to the insults and move on sexual violence at sdsu for mike um hi rod and karen i'm writing in regards to the san diego state story you read on episode 835 use your vacation days i'm a senior at sdsu and will be graduating in about two weeks i was also a member of sigma new chapter sdsu i like to start off by saying an incident involving five guys trying to pull a girl into a car did not involve any fraternity that being said i have every reason to believe that members of a fraternity on campus would intentionally try to ruin a take back the night rally the racial and sexual things screened out inside of our house while I was a member were startling to me. As a, as I get further away from those days in the house, I look back with fond memories, but I do not know if we were upholding the principles on which we were founded. I see the Greek community only as a reason to party. Uh, uh, you have a hundred guys between 18 and 21 years old who've never lived on their own. Many have never drank or done drugs. And I doubt if any have ever been to a party that's completely fueled by sex, drugs and alcohol. I was in the house for three years and we never had any sort of sexual assault seminar. I, I will finish this. I'm not sure that fraternities are good in my experience. It is strictly a place that is set up for partying below. I have attached a copy of an email the school sent out explaining their decision to cancel all social Greek activities for the semester. But I would also like to point out that the decision was made three weeks before the end of the semester and two weeks before finals. Also, the way the fraternity system is set up, they cannot stop people from partying in apartments that are attached to the chapter house or in people's personal rooms inside the chapter house, so the punishment is very minimal. Sorry I wrote so much. Thanks for doing a great show. Well, no problem, Mike. Thank no you. No problem, babes. Um, now, he put the, attached the email. It's from J. Cole, who is the president, so we can't read it. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Uh, I don't want we'll Karen, go to sleep. I don't want Karen to fall asleep. Right. I'm, yeah, I won't stay uh, focused. I'm not even going to lie. I would love to read the email, but, you know, Karen's going to slander the whole fucking thing. And then mm-hmm. the, the whole point is going to be lost. So I'm, right. I'll be I'm going I'm I, I'm biased. I'm gonna be all off topic. I'm, I, I apologize to you, Mike. Thank you for writing in. Um, So uh, I don't know what that sound was. Anyway, day walking and day killing from Tina. Dear Rod and Karen, I really want to start out writing a fake letter judging you for judging Mr. Kazi, similar to the whack-ass letter to the first daughters and Kanye's baby mama. But let me get back to the topic. Because, <laughs> you know, now it's right. Dear so-and-so, like that person's going to read it, except we are reading this. Right. <laughs> dear, that's what I'm going to start doing, writing letters to dead people. Dear Nelson Mandela, 
you should never have cheated on Winnie. And let me tell you why you're not a class act. Our teacher in higher education and convos in class have been on fleek all semester. About a week ago, hey, I started using Twitter in class to illustrate everyday perceptions of race. I've also used stories you've discussed in the cast. I used the Killer Mike Charles Barkley and Charles Barkley epic interview. My students were clutching their pearls and looked confused. Isn't he a big black man too, they said? <laughs> I know they did. Yeah, he's also a fucking criminal. Charles Barkley is a criminal. What the fuck is he talking about? Oh, these black people is the baby. Nigga, you spit on a little girl, threw somebody through plate glass, got caught with a prostitute. Fuck you. They should shoot you. <laughs> anyway i'm fucking with black people ver- local version after telling one of my best friends that i attended a student protest she said my mother's preacher and pro- said protesting is wrong there's vi- the verses in the bibles that state you shouldn't you're marching with jews muslims and others who don't share the the beliefs uh those beliefs you're supposed to pay uh to pray for a solution so y'all should add a prayer component to the show uh thumbs up and and the, the the most fucked up thing about that is that for me personally, your religion has nothing to do with protesting. There are a lot of religious people that will side by side with Martin Luther King, but like, yeah, I'll pray, but goddamn, I'm gonna be out here to make change too, because faith with that work is dead. Like if like if this is your thing, so what's the point in doing that when you're not gonna take any actions behind you just saying, oh well, it just fix itself. Well, don't work like that. Actions have got to happen before a change takes place. Yeah, and I also don't need a religion to tell me something's right or wrong. Correct. I know I know injustice when I see it. Brother Rod and Sister Karen, I'm going to end on that note let you handle that. Uh, so, um, yeah, and honestly, man, causes that unify people to me are the best. And if, you're, if you think you can only glean knowledge from someone of your same religion, then uh, you're already fucking up. Hi, Rod and Karen. Love you guys. This is from Jennifer. If you have time to respond, I'm wondering if you have talked about Jonathan Farrell on the show in the past. Yes, he's the black Mm -hmm. dude who was killed in Charlotte. He's gotten to a wreck. He was just seeking help. A police officer showed up and shot him. The original um, indictment, originally he was not indicted. The police officer got got, was uh, uh, originally let go, but then uh, they re- uh i think they like redid the the grand jury or whatever and he was indicted the second time yes sir um so uh yeah we have covered it um and justin's talked about it on his spinoff show uh for the premium people too we had an episode about it so he says i've only been listening about two weeks i haven't made it that very far back and catching up on old content well if you're not premium you can't go back and hear all those old shows anyway so like only the the, current most current 10 we've uploaded them to the site uh, but I will look for it if you did. Love to hear your thoughts. I've been researching the case of his death this morning. It seems like Rodney Monroe is single-handedly to thank for an indictment of a CMPD officer in that case after a second grand jury in September. Yes, he, yeah, they he, he really like is. like him. Here's Ooh. the thing about Rodney Monroe. Uh, he's a black police officer who believes in community policing uh, as a, I mean, black police chief. Uh, and he believes in community policing where police actually get out on the ground, right. go into the community. He made it mandatory that they get out those vehicles. Yeah, they learn people's names. Right. And it's not about just how many tickets can we get to generate revenue. Um, they, when he got here with that quote unquote revolutionary new technique of policing that, you Boy, know, they was hot. that didn't immediately criminalize black people. 
they were so mad they tried to get him ousted from the job by saying he hadn't completed his degree correct because he was one credit shy uh from a misunderstanding in college they literally were going to get this dude out of his job for an oversight the college had not him they issued him a degree they fucked up they wanted to get him to lose his job because the threat of a city where has a majority of black people in it right the threat of a city where black people are just treated like fucking citizens it was beyond them like why the fuck would how you gonna police them if you treat them evil that's like treating them like us so um yeah it was fucked up man but he was able to beat that and um you know keep his job you know i i hated that he had to even fucking talk about it and like you know apologize for some shit that ain't his fault but right um i'm glad he's here honestly i've noticed a difference in my lifetime the way that it's been policed like right i'm not saying i'm not you know scared of police i mean anything could fucking happen but knowing that there's consequences for that shit definitely helps it and matters. that's not the only officer he's gotten rid of. He got a dude that was sexually harassing women. Uh, that was a police officer. He got his ass up out of there. With the quickness. He knows even a black police officer that raped somebody or something. He mm. got his ass up out of there too. Yeah, he like, was like, nigga, you got to go. Yeah, it can't be thin blue line and all this shit, man. It's like, if there's no, um, if there's no responsibility and... And accountability. Yeah, that, that's what I meant. If there's no accountability on the side of the police then there's no point in having the police uh that case will have got very little awareness nationally even most of my charlotte friends are unaware of it black and white i'm following and hopeful um yet uh it didn't get very much nationally but also because um i think him actually being indicted the second on the second time quelled a bit of the hysteria about it because right it it was a big deal when it first happened and yes, it, was it was a national deal and then you know because people just want these trials man like what people are asking for isn't much no they're not and honestly we should be asking for more but this is all we have left it's like the we're bare minimal yeah that's all we asking is for the minimal our standards are so fucking low we say even though odds are you will be not charged and found not guilty Go to trial. Prove yourself. That's all that we ask. Yeah. I always look forward to your shows. Thank you for putting out so much great content. You are filling the void out there in podcast land. Well, thank you, Jennifer, for listening. Um, glad to have another charlatan fucking with the show. Mm-hmm. Finally, Brian writes in, Ryder Karen, thank you for all this, all for the show. Man, one night I was talking to my brother about these census killing the black people, how so many people don't get that black, that black lives matter protest. Don't disregard other people. Man, I, yeah, because they've been doing a lot. No, all lives matter. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Man, I got so annoyed with it, I had to take Bobani Jones' advice about people exploiting your pain. Man, I had to pull up that video of the guy releasing doves at a funeral. Except he didn't release it. He killed the shit out that bird. <laughs> but, yeah, man, for everybody, uh, find something to take away from this BS for a couple minutes, at least for your own mental health. Have you seen the video, Karen? No. Oh, I got to show you this shit. Um... Let me, can I? And my brothers. Um, I'll put it in the chat too real quick. Hold on, let me put it in the chat before I hit play so people can see this shit. Um, boom. All right, 
wait, that's not the right. That didn't copy the right thing. Get video Earl. Oh, I got a copy of myself. All right, cool, cool. Let's put this shit in the chat for everybody. Um, see if this works. All right, so I've seen this and it's goddamn hilarious. So it's a funeral and you got a pastor who is releasing the dove for the person that's dead, okay? And my brothers, I heard David said just the other day, oh, if I had wings like this dove, for then will I fly away and be at rest. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> well, damn. That dove hit the ground like a fucking brick. Was it already dead? He, I think he, no, it was alive at the beginning. Look at, look at the beginning. Oh, he look probably, he probably tossed it with so much force that it I just went David down. Said just the day, oh, if I had wind. He's squeezing that bird. That bird, like, I can't breathe. <laughs> I can't breathe. Oh, my ribs. I, I feel like, I feel like a, a wide receiver for the bears. Like this dove. For then will I fly away and be at rest. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in the crowd was like, ooh, that, that, that bitch hit the ground and did not move. Why did he throw it so hard? And he threw it like a baseball or something. <laughs> right? You're supposed to just release it in the air, right? Just take yeah. your hands. If you take your hands off of it, it's going to fly away because it's like, bitch, get your hands off me. So get off me, nigga. Here's my favorite part, though, is after um, after he launched the bird... <laughs> Uh, and it hits the ground like a dove. I mean, like a rock. And everybody goes, <laughs> right. Everybody goes, oh, listen to after this. Did you hear the one dude that's like, amen, amen. That's my favorite part. Oh, somebody said he didn't fly. <laughs> somebody said, oh, oh, amen, amen. Like, like, like that was supposed to happen. That wasn't posing him, baby. That's not laughing. That little kid was going to look at that dove like that dove really laying on the ground. Like, Pastor, you out here killing doves? Well, now we know what it looks like when doves cry. Yeah, um, we do. Man, because he sent that dove to heaven too. Uh, all right, man. This has been a long feedback show, over three hours. You guys, were, <laughs> we were not fucking around today. Y'all were prolific. Y'all, y'all had a lot to say. Y'all had a lot to say. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Uh, Shirley and Chloe from Chonilla.com will be on the show. Chonilla.com. Uh, Monday, we should have our girl Olivia, uh, who people may know as Rad Film Lawyer, Film underscore Esquire on Twitter. Uh, she'll be on the show. And uh, Tuesday should be Justin. So for a week, guys, we will see you guys uh, tomorrow. Until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.